Havana Hut Station Cigar Lounge is a smoker's oasis. Located directly underneath the Long Island Railroad, the Havana Hut Station Cigar Lounge features a full line of premium cigars as well as hard-to-find boutique styles. Accessories include lighters, cutters, humidors, as well as a full beverage, coffee, and espresso bar. Havana Hut Station features a full 1,500-square-foot cigar lounge with seating for over 30. They have personal electronic charging stations to keep your devices at max performance and free Wi-Fi on site. Enjoy football, baseball, basketball, hockey, and soccer, and of course, fight nights from the comfort of your chair with a perfect view of one of the eight large screen televisions. Hungry? Take advantage of the restaurants in the area and choose from steaks, wings, burgers, pizzas, deli sandwiches, and even sushi. Yep, all on the same street. Who could ask for anything better than that? Looking for a place to call home? You found it at Havana Hut Station. Annual membership gives you a standard or corporate size lockers, membership earned point structure, discounts on cigar boxes and accessories, invitation to cigar and sports events, and first choice on your annual locker renewal. Being a lounge member does have its benefits, but remember, you never need to be a member to enjoy the Havana Hut Station. Head on over to HavanaHutStation.com for more info, and I bet my next guest would enjoy the Havana Hut Station. Friends call him by his government name, but you know you can follow him on his IG handle at BadassCigarLife, where he lets you know what he's smoking for the day and politely asks you to keep it smoky with him. No bells, no whistles, just a dude enjoying his time on this earth with a few good sticks. I got really excited when he agreed to do this podcast. This is JLP number 26 with an easygoing but powerful man and his badass cigar life. Had good friends and laughter, that's all I require. Give me a real good cigar. What is up? Hey, how are you? I'm good, my man. I really appreciate you doing this. Oh, I'm so looking forward to it. The first person I ever asked me. I, it won't be the last one, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be the last time. How's your day been, bro? Oh, good. I took the week off from work. So. Oh, that's always awesome. Yeah, I've been checking out this new cigar lounge in uh, Marshall Street, Pennsylvania. Okay. And, uh, nice place. It's called IQ. Uh, nice owners. Trying to open the door for two years. I'm having a I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Can you like either? A... How about now? That's a little bit better. Yeah. Tuck that in there, cool. You to find a microphone. <laughs> Whatever you did right there, though, was perfect. How about now? No, that's perfect. Okay. That's perfect, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, yeah. dude. I gotta tell you, when I when I came across your uh, your uh, your Instagram feed, and I said to myself, okay, number one, this dude looks like he's got a couple bodies somewhere. So yeah. that's <laughs> so like the visual itself is just interesting. But then, you know, in this day when everybody tries to make things like every, you know, really flashy and eye catchy and poppy, and I guess I'm sometimes I'm a little bit guilty of that too. I'm like, yo, this is a dude that's just like telling you, hey, this is what I'm smoking. I'm enjoying it. Go grab one yourself and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that's it. And I was like, yo, this is like so, this is so dope. It's just, it's just so refreshing, man. When, when, how long have you been doing that? How long have have you been just like posting up like what you're smoking and and uh, hey, how you doing? I think if 
going on almost four years. Maybe four years, really? Four or five years, yeah. I, I started out, uh, well, when I started out on Instagram, it was, my name was Sir Slick 151. Woo! There's the history behind that. Sir Slick is the, the, my name I always used in every video game I ever played. Okay. So, you know, going back to the old uh, Ultima days back in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Uh, and then, but, and 151 was just a bad night of rum. So, <laughs> yeah. But my daughter went to me, he says, you're always posting stuff about cigars and stuff. You really, you know, change the name. I said, well, what the hell am I going to change it to? You know, really. Uh-huh. And uh, so she's like, he says, how about something cigar life? I says, all right, we'll do badass cigar life. There you go. There it goes. And that, that's where it all started. But no, I didn't start. I mean, I used to just post, you know, pictures of me lighting the cigars. Right. I wasn't really doing videos in the beginning. Uh, but a couple of followers asked, oh, it'd be great if you told us a little about the cigars. And I told them, I said, you got 59 seconds. Right. And it's not that easy. I went there, oh, you just posted the video. It's just like, it's 59 seconds. It's like, you got to get to the point quick. Uh huh. So, and that's it. You know, when they came out with the longer, longer. Uh, yeah, you get the, um, like it's all like an IGTV type thing. Yeah. I did that for a while, but, you know, I, I, I do that more for the outtakes. Mm-hmm. So, because again, at 59 seconds, everything, and everything goes wrong. Right. Absolutely. But uh, it was pretty funny. We, so, I don't know. It's just, I've been doing it for so long now. That I've got uh-huh. But I used to have a, a really broken lighter. And it was a Vertigo lighter. And they're cheap as hell. Okay. But it used to shoot a flame that was like <laughs> so long. <laughs> but I was always like stars with it. So whenever I'd run into people who I, I you know, uh, ran into on it, that people wanted to meet me on Instagram. Right. First thing I wanted to do was look in my car and look at the roof. <laughs> and they look, how is how is it not burnt? I said it takes talent and skill. Skill, that's right. Now I've lit my goatee on fire a couple of Have times. you really? Oh god, yeah. Oh geez, that might that but that had to have been and then eventually the, the lighter finally just died. Uh uh-huh. wouldn't light anymore. I'm surprised at how much like lighters go for. Oh, they're they're all over the place. They're like I've I, someone told me that they got this lighter, and I said, "Oh, that, this is nice. How much you you know how much you pay for it?" I'm thinking I'm about to hear like, you know, seventy five, eighty bucks. This dude's telling me I, he, he dropped like three hundred on a lighter. Yeah. And I'm like, for a lighter? Yeah, I got a problem with that. I do too. I'm like, I, I'd rather I'd rather go the other way and just make sure I got a couple bicks in my pocket. Now, I picked this one up, right? Okay. Never lit any cigars on the air with it because, you know, one, it the sound that it makes upsets anyone under the age of thirty. <laughs> it's a true fact. When you get over get over a certain age, you just can't hear a thing. Okay. With your ears drum just eventually just, just can't hear it. So this thing, it's a what's called a plasma lighter. And okay. Electric. And it puts off a Spark. I've had I've had one of those. I couldn't figure out what to do with it. Yeah, well, as you can see, yeah. 
Okay. And it works. But it gives, you know, it's good if you have kids who are always fighting. Uh-huh. You flick this out and you hit this button and all of a sudden they're like, like wow, red. okay. I got to I got to dig I got to dig that old one I have out there. I see if that works. I went to a lounge and I told this this guy's 24 years old. I said, yeah, I got this lighter. It shuts my kids right up. And they're like, no, I don't believe you. So he leaves. So I ran out to the car and grabbed the lighter. Uh-huh. And I see him talking to some guys. He's bullshit. And I whip it out. And I hit the button. And all of a sudden, you see him like wince. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, what is that? And he's like, so he comes and sits down. You know, he's talking to me. And I, know I take it out and I hit it again. He's like, oh, my God, what's that sound? I said, see? I told you. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta whip that old plasma out then because I couldn't I couldn't figure out what, what was going on. I was like I didn't know how to how close I'm keeping it. And plus I had one that looked um it it um it looked like a zippo, so it had the it had the top on it, so you really couldn't you it was hard to like navigate how close you're you're gonna keep the stick to it. Yeah, so I was like it was a pain in the ass more than anything else. So I was like, I'm not yeah, yeah screw this thing. I had one like that too and, and I have, I have a couple of them, but uh, no, they're interesting. But like you, you, sometimes you find sales at lounges. So I found like this puppy. Okay. Table lighter, you know, but I got it for like 30 bucks, you know, and I'm, and they work. Right. Uh, the, my favorite, honest to God, are these things. They're the Vertigo. Yeah. Yeah. The Vertigos. Yeah. They're $2 and they work just fine. Yeah. You know, but everyone likes to, you know, people like to be classy. And yeah, that, yeah. yeah basic, yeah. Yeah, and, and everyone, you know, everyone tries to be classy and all this other stuff. There was a guy that I follow uh, on IG that uh, he, he said, he posted something the other day. What's up with all you guys showing up in suits? <laughs> and, you know, you're all acting all hot shit. It's like, it's like, I'm sitting there and I wrote back to him. I said, don't worry, dude. I wear the same dirty jeans. Every single day, <laughs> they only get washed when my wife tricks me about to get them into the washing. <laughs> but no, some dudes try to. Some dudes do try to uh, like front and, and and play a little. You know, like it's like like that's like a to me that's just like an instant turn off. It's like all right, just you know why can't you just like enjoy your like you go ahead and enjoy your cigar. Never mind what anybody's thinking about or looking at you because. Most of us aren't. No, no. it's uh, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I I've been this this whole the cigar life itself is really amazing. And we were talking about that today at the lounge. It's just like it's just coming to sit down. You shoot the shit. I don't care what color you are. I don't care yeah. what nationality you are. I don't care anything. I yeah. just want to relax and enjoy you and enjoy you know enjoy enjoy each other. And, and yeah, that's something that makes this life so wonderful. And you still run into people, and you're like, oh, they see people come in, and I'm like, what are you making faces for? I see he's going to sit down, he's going to enjoy a cigar just like you. He might buy a cigar more expensive than the one you're smoking. Uh-huh. And he's the fool for buying it, but, you know. But hey, but yeah, it it's his thing. It's his thing. How long you been? How long you been smoking, man? Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, everyday type of thing. Probably in the last twenty years. Okay. Uh, but you know, my first cigar was an Avanti. You know, I don't even know. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, you should know what they are. They're really, they're you know, they're 
you know, not to not to upset the Avanti Corporation at all, uh, but they're rough. Are they? Oh yeah, they're 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 literally soaked in zambuca and then dried. Uh, oh okay. Yeah. I think I know what you, I think I know what you're talking about. I can't say that I can't say that I've had it, I've, but I think I've, I've I've like I've heard people mention uh, like a, it's, it's not even infused. It's like it's, it's literally no, it's like dunked in yeah in sambuca. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, a, a one of my buddies. He's uh, on Instagram. His name's Plump Trump, and uh, he he and I go also all over the place. We go uh -huh. Hours to go to cigar events and, and that sort of stuff. We stopped at a place and I said, "Ooh, Avanti's." We got to poke those. Well, we, we lit them up in the car, and I don't know. I, I we had to pull over. We were we were peeing ourselves laughing because they were so. It's like <laughs> these are just so bad. <laughs> you ever? I said no. It was you know we were in high school. We thought we were all cool. Uh huh. We're walking down the street, you know, smoking our cigars, thinking we're in the mob type of type of shit. And it's just, you know it was just a thing to do. But uh, I grew up in the Bronx. Okay. I, uh, you know, we smoking, you know, where to buy cigars back in the 80s and 90s was Tiamo. You know, there was all the Tiamo stores and they were everywhere. Right. They were all bodegas. But, mm -hmm. you know, no one questioned your age. You walked in and said, yeah, take two Tiamo cigars. Exactly, yeah. He said, no kid's going to want to buy a cigar. But, uh, no, things changed after I got married. Uh huh. And, uh, my wife and I got married really young. Uh, okay. We met when we were eighteen. We got married at twenty-two, and we've been together ever since. Okay. Twenty-five years next year. So. Oh, congratulations, brother! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I see. You. Every every once in a while, you mention uh, you mention your kids. You got you got old, you got uh, your kids are older now. You got one going to school, or, or two of them going to school, right? No, only one left. Okay. They all had the unfortunate, you know. Unfortunately, they all had to graduate in 2020. Oh, yeah. So both my girls graduated college in 2020. So both of their graduations were virtual. Uh, yeah, and then my son graduated high school in 2020. Okay. His initially was virtual, and then they did it on the field in like July. But it was, yeah, it was tough. My wife, it's it was like really the first time my wife and I were out together in public, uh -huh. and. Uh, you know, I took on the chores. I took on the job of going out, doing the hunting and gathering. You know, <laughs> the store to find rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's totally ridiculous at this point. Now I think I have enough toilet paper to last to last an Armageddon. <laughs> I, I never. I need somebody to explain to me what the what, like like why was that the first thing that. Like once COVID became, you know, a thing, oh, yeah. everybody was grabbing toilet paper. And so my initial thing was like, okay, so what, like COVID gives you the shits <laughs> or is that what's going on? Like, why are we grabbing toilet paper? I don't and nobody know. had an answer for me. Nobody, I was like, okay, but why toilet paper? Why not, you know, why don't I hear people like hoarding water or, or, uh, or food or like the thing is toilet paper. Like why toilet paper? <laughs> At all. And it hasn't made sense since. It's just, it's, it's. Pennsylvania did a whole thing right before Thanksgiving and every store got wiped out. God. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys uh, my word. 
It's it's it yeah. Some of it's a little like ridiculous. Like it's it's almost like being being trying to make sure that people be scared for the sake of being scared. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel bad for all the all the businesses out there. But even the cigar lounges, they they got really they got a, a real shit end of the stick. Yeah, they were forced to go into hiding. Yeah, shut down. And a lot of these places, you know, if they're not selling, they make they're not making rent. Yeah. So, I mean, that same goes for everything else, but you know, these, these guys were put on another list. And uh, it says, well, what are we going to do when we open? You know, you can't wear a mask and smoke. You can't wear a mask and smoke, yeah. In my restaurant. But, uh, you know, a lot of them in the beginning were taking temperature and stuff, people coming in. And uh, some of them I, you know, I, I still go to. Mm-hmm. Some of them have outdoor lounges, which I really appreciate. But uh, the one, the one I just went to, there, I walked in the door. They okay, please stay there. We gotta take your temperature. I said, oh, I said, that's cool. I'm fine with that. You know. And then they, the, the store started getting a bit crowded, and they actually had to turn people away because they, they said, "I'm sorry, I'm wearing 50 percent capacity." That's a shame. That you gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw money out the door. Yeah. You know, you gotta throw money out the door. I know here in. Uh, here, here in New York, they got uh, they actually increased the taxes on um, on cigars. Well, the one I lounge I go to is in New York State. Where where I live, I'm on the border. Three miles to my right is Port Jervis, New York, and three miles to my left is Matamoros, Pennsylvania. Okay. So I'm right on the. Border. You're right on the border. Okay. I spend a lot of time. On either a cat or a bear. No, that's that's good to know. <laughs> that's good to figure that one out. <laughs> that's all right. I'm in the car. He ain't coming over here. We're just crack the window a little. <laughs> Mark, do me a favor. Pull your mic up a little bit closer to you. I'm losing you every once in a while. How about that? Awesome, bro. Yeah. Should I move? No. Yeah. It, it's it's the the. It, it gets him hit hard with taxes, and they're trying to add, like, another tax now. 120%. Yeah. It's like, how did – I mean, they're, they're – and the ones out here in uh, Long Island – I live out in Long Island. You know, they're, they're – Long Island – Nassau and Suffolk County seems to be trying to help businesses. Um, people who live in the five boroughs, I think, are just screwed. Pretty much. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, you think about it. So there was always a 75% tax. Right. But there was a loophole and allowed them to only charge 30%. Well, they closed the loophole. So then they said, all right, so you have to start charging 75. Now they want to tack it up to 120. So I was like, well, what does that mean? It's, well, a $10 cigar will cost 22 bucks. 22 bucks. And they're like, ah. I said, that's horrible. I says, yeah. I said, what does that cause the lounge to do? Ooh. I says, you know, they don't, they don't want to, but they might have to. You're going to have to, yeah. yeah. Thank, I'm happy they're not doing that in Jersey yet. I hope they don't. I mean, it's just it's just getting ridiculous. What, I mean, there's always, in economics, you, you have that that curve mm-hmm. where, where you charge, you, you can charge only so much, and then eventually you get this. Right. You're not getting anything in return. You're not getting anything in return, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a fan of Cuomo. Sorry. Oh, dude, he's a tyrant. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of his father either. 
Cuomo's, Cuomo's a tyrant. His, I don't know. His, I, I guess I was young in pol- I guess I was young in politics when his father was doing things, so I didn't understand. He, his father seemed, his father seemed reasonable, yeah. and maybe that's, and maybe that's, maybe that's me just not understanding politics the way I understand it now. Politics was different, though. Man. And that's, I hate saying it like that. You know, back in my day. Yeah, I know, right? You know, but it was, and 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 because the news was different. Yeah, true. They reported things. With more of a candy coating. Yeah. Nowadays, this is like no old bard. We're we're going to tear tear out. Yeah. No matter what. Well, and you also, I mean, you also got facts too. You also you also got information. You didn't get you didn't get slants, and you didn't get the spin. Yeah. You know, like you could literally you can literally have the same event, and two different places will cover it totally differently. Yeah. Even you know, and it, it, it that's all recently. You know, I mean, even before 9-11, after 9-11, it wasn't like that. Yeah. It's in the past 10 years. Yeah. It's been, I don't know, I don't like how it's going. Um, yeah, I try and listen to all the news channels to try and mm-hmm. get the story, but you're never going to get it. No, it's not. I, You know, it's amazing. Uh, I, like, tune out every once in a while, and when I do, I feel so much better. Oh, yeah. When I just don't like, don't pay attention, and I'm feel good, then all of a sudden I plug back in, and I become freaking miserable. You know, someone said to me once, they said, "I like, well, you obviously hated Obama." I was like, "No," I said, "I hated some of his policies." Yeah, but I didn't hate them all. Right. Some of the stuff he did was fine. I say, but in my in my business, in, in my real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to put it that way because you know I, I keep this this way and I don't have my real name on Instagram. Right. You know my real name's on LinkedIn. My real name's on Facebook. Where right. My customers can see me, and my customers who know that I'm on here, uh-huh. they laugh. You know, they still fine. <laughs> and they're fine. You know, but my company can't know. Oh, I can imagine. And but you know, and sometimes it's like I wear I'll, I'll wear uh, their jacket. Mm-hmm. I'll have their logo, and uh, someone points out, "You work there?" I says, "Yeah, I do." I says, well, I work there too. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't mention the company. Yeah, it's just, oh. What I do here has nothing to do with them. And uh, according to the health insurance companies, I don't smoke. So. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I don't know why we treat cigars and cigarettes as the same, though. They, they really shouldn't be treated that way. I mean, it's still a tobacco. It's still a carcinogen you're putting it into your body. Yeah. Um, but like, oh, the argument always comes up, and I'm always prepared. Uh-huh. Name one person as is who lived, you know, past as is George Burns, 99. <laughs> <laughs> the day since he was 17. Uh huh. Well, that's just an anomaly. I says, oh yeah. I says Michael Jordan. He still smokes eight cigars a day. And yes. Eight cigars while he was in the NBA. Yes. And they're like, it's just like, no. I said, Tiger Woods. It's like, yeah. It's just like, I said, I want me to keep going. I keep going. Tiger Woods. Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud was a huge cigar smoker. Yep. Uh, what was the, the famous author? Curly white hair. Always smoked cigars. Hemingway? Hemingway. Yeah. One. Anyway, there's a Naturo Fuente Hemingway, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that cost like a thousand bucks or something like that, or 
some ridiculous. Uh, I, I would never smoke a cigar that costs so much money that I, I you know, I, I told people if you're going to buy a fifty dollar cigar, is it take a fifty dollar bill and just burn it? Yeah. In front of me. <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing? I mean, <laughs> show me that you. Show me how committed you are. Well, and, and then and, you know you have padrones that are that much money too. And I, I sit there and say, look, they make a phenomenal product. Mm -hmm. They always have. I say, but I think there are three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, seven thousand series, which you can buy from, like in Pennsylvania, you can buy them literally four, five, six, and seven dollars a stick. Okay. I mean, but in New York, that's you know, twenty. Yeah, that, yeah, that's ended up being like 18, 20 bucks a stick. I've never, I've never seen a Padron in, in the lounge less than fourteen bucks. Yeah, fourteen, sixteen bucks somewhere around there. About right. And, uh, no, I, I, it's, I can't. I've done it. I've, you know, I've smoked expensive cigars, and uh, it's, it's on very rare occasions. So. It does it taste like a fifty dollar cigar? No, I, I've, I've never had a. a hot commodity cigar type thing. I can't tell you it tastes any different than some of the stuff out there. Like tonight, I'm smoking a Viaje Zombie. Okay. And that is a, a $13, $14 stick. Uh, but I find them phenomenal. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll put them up against any Davidoff, any, any other major brand. Right. You know, and I just I happen to like them. They're a boutique cigar. Mm -hmm. They only sell to smaller stores. Right. Great, because that means you can't buy them at CI and you can't buy them. Exactly. At CI. You, can't, you can't get them. JR, you can't get them. And I'm kind of happy about that. Mm -hmm. As you know, as a manufacturer, ultimately you do want to sell them to them, but they require so much volume. I feel like cuts down on the quality. Yeah, it does. There, there's a there's a lot of boutiques that are that are not going with CI. You know, McAuliffe, McAuliffe decided that they're not going to that they, they actually had their stuff pulled from CI. They decided they were going to pull their stuff from CI because they said, you know what, we don't we don't want they they said if we're going to if we're going to distribute, we're going to distribute uh, to the brick and mortars and direct to consumer. We're going to get we're going to we're going to cut out as many middlemen as possible, you know. CI is huge. It's a, I mean, there's some there's some online places that I get my cigars from. I, I like I like Atlantic. There's a Atlantic cigar company. I like Atlantic. Their turnaround time is freaking. I just I don't know what it's amazing to me. Like I if I place an order, I, I got my cigar in like less than forty eight hours. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Sometimes you know it. it is good. Uh, there's another uh, smoke in is is as excellent. I've always had a great deal. Smoke in. Yeah, smoke in. There, okay. I got. Uh, I actually had a uh, coupon code. Okay. To give out to people on Instagram. So I have my was M A R underscore ten. Okay. Then on on in smoke in smoke in, you get ten percent. Okay. Everything. It says on this universal code, and it's there forever. Mm hmm. Hey, that's about cheap average. I'll leave the, leave the ads up. Yeah, you, know, you can do it while you. But I mean you know, that. You know, the, the cigar people, I mean, they you know, they, they treat us right. Mm -hmm. We're advertising to them. They'll send us shirts, hats. That's nice. Cutters. Uh, they, said, they don't send us cigars. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that 
that out there. We'll just leave, let that hang. <laughs> because they can get in trouble if they do. And, I, and if it comes out that they... they oh, can they, they really? Oh, yeah, because you can't give away tobacco for free. Oh. Sort of purchase. So, like, when you these big, like the big smoke in New York, you buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, and the ticket's like... Two hundred, three hundred dollars a ticket. You get a, t- a book, a book of tickets, and you go to each vendor and you give them a ticket, and they give you a cigar. Well, you paid for it, so okay. But you know they give you 50, 60 tickets. You know, no way that comes close to the number of cigars that you're taking home. But right. at the same time, you still paid something. You know, right. Okay. Not to say, but that you're going to get a stick for. It. I never realized that. Okay, so that's why I get rebuffed on those sponsorship requests. That I keep, uh, <laughs> that I keep sending it. Yeah. Okay. I got to I got to have a different approach then. Oh, for, for, especially on the tobacco stuff. Uh huh. Great. You know, and I know there's a bunch of. I mean, I ran into people all the time, and I'm sure they're getting some sort of kickback. Mm-hmm. Some of the vendors, um, but like, there are a lot of guys out there who will tell you flat out the cigar sucks, and uh, I I have a lot more class than that, honestly. Okay. If it if I don't like it. I just don't say anything good about it. Right. You know, it's like, if, you know, if, I, if you never see me post that cigar again, it's he didn't like the cigar. You know, I mean, there was, there was only one company I trashed and that's because they, they gave me a lot of shit. Really? Yeah. There was a company in Puerto Rico and uh, I bought, I was buying their cigars. I was like on a monthly membership mm-hmm. and I got a batch that just were horrible. They just, they wouldn't stay lit. Okay. You know, I, I put them, I dried them out, you know, and they still wouldn't stay lit. It was something in the construction of the cigar that was just bad. And I was just like, look, I don't want your product anymore. Well, you have to keep it for X number. You have to tell us exactly on this date. I'm like, I said, fine, I'll give me another order. I said, I don't want any more after next month. Well, next month, another cigar, another mm-hmm. month. I said, look, guys, I already said I don't want your stuff. Well, you have, I said, I already did. We already went through. We're not right, right. If you don't stop, I'm going to publicly denounce you. That's like now. At that time, I had like 300 followers. Uh-huh. Followers, so it wasn't a big deal. But a couple of my followers had like 10,000 followers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they started posting, "Don't smoke these sticks." <laughs> sure enough, all of a sudden, I got a phone call from, "We're so sorry. Is there anything we can do?" It's no. Oh God! Why couldn't that have been the first thing you did? Yeah, and so it's like, and it, same thing with this. You know, I I, I don't you. I have a Twitter account, mm-hmm. and you I mean badass cigar life is on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's on Instagram, and I just I put them all out there on all these new sites that keep popping up, so that no one takes my name. Right. Right. So I just I just keep creating accounts. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So I have it on TikTok. You know, I have it. I have it on all the mainstream social media accounts. Just to keep the name to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also started using Badass Cigar Life in my gaming. Okay. So this is just like, and I've gotten tons of nicknames from it. So people call me either Sig. Uh-huh. Call me Backle. Backle. Yeah, B A C L. Badass Cigar. Okay. Badass Cigar Life. Yeah. Badass Cigar Life. Order to type. You know, say cigar, or, or they just you know. Everyone's like, "Oh, do you, do you mind if I?" I said, "I don't care what you call me. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's all good." But 
my Xbox name, my Xbox Live name is Sir Slick. And it's been that way with no numbers, uh -huh. there's no underscores, no nothing. And everyone's like, how'd you get a name with no numbers? I was like, I guess I've been on a really long time. A long time. You were first. I, I think so. I, when, <laughs> when they first had live, I signed up. What games are you playing? I like RPGs. Okay. Uh, uh, my Fallout is my ultimate. I love Fallout. I've been playing it since version one. I'm playing Fallout 76 now. And uh, it's it's fun. You know, it's just there's no rules. Yeah, okay. You know, your gun runs out of bullets. You have no more bullets. That's, That's it. it. You're done. That's it. But they created weight. So you can only carry so many bullets because it makes sense. Makes sense, right. But I mean, some people complain about that. It's just like, because in the older game, I mean, literally, you walked around with an arsenal. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, uh, no, and then they started giving you the capability of making rounds, and uh, you can make your own rounds. It's just, it's an interesting game. And it's, it's not reality. But in those games, there are cigar boxes. So I make it my house. Oh, okay. As many cigar boxes as I can. <laughs> but, uh, no. It's amazing, it's amazing how advanced these damn games have, have, uh, have become. Yeah. It's it's like like before like the, the the question of like okay is it like an imitation of 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 life or can you get carried away like like 25 30 years ago that just seemed dumb and now I mean I, I don't I don't play as much as I used to I usually just do sports games I don't do a lot, a lot of the RPGs but now I look at them and I'm like you know what you get the right person like who just sits there for like 12 hours a day doing that oh, yeah. i think it's easy for that person to all of a sudden think this is this is a freaking uh just an aspect of real life yeah i, I, I could feel that uh i mean there were games back in the in the 80s and 90s that actually made me want to, i actually i remember taking one game and i i i actually i i, I had to throw the joystick down Ooh. and i was just like because i knew and i i immediately went in and deleted it it's just like I can't play this. And I, and I remember, I think it was called Might and Magic, and it was just it made me feel angry. Ooh, no, and that's it, yeah. It's weird, you know. Yeah. And back, you know, back in the '90s when they first started coming out with trying to make it more realistic, the shooting game, more realistic, right, right. They gave you the bob, you know, the head bob. The head bob, yes. I actually got nauseous. You know, I was getting motion sickness. That's just that's like this is just just horrible. And I was just like, nah, I, I think I'm done with this stuff. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, but uh, the, the whole idea of, of there being, you know, morality rules in the game, I don't like that. Uh, I'm an adult. I can handle that. Uh, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, you want, you want to put it on, you want to give that rule on there with the code or a parent code or something like that, fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I, I have, you know, if, if I want to go shoot some someone because they're annoying me, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do it, and you better be glad I'm doing it in this freaking video game, and not uh, and not doing it here. Yeah, we we we've gotten that way. We've gotten a little too, you know. I don't know. We want to like pet you like a cat more, yeah. and stuff. And this, I, I just notice a lot of people doing things and saying that, uh, um, hey, uh, this makes me feel bad. Uh, therefore, you should uh, not do certain things. You know, so I, 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 I can't lift 100 pounds 
Uh, therefore, when I go to the gym and if you're next to me and you can lift 100 pounds, well, you should not lift 100 pounds yeah. uh, because my uh, my psyche can't uh, I can't handle it. And, and, and you should be more sensitive to the fact that I can't lift 100 pounds. You really think back, and I, I think back to this all the time, you know, because I grew up in the, I mean, I'm 47 now. Okay, I'm 52. Okay, all right, so you understand where I'm going to go with this. So we're in the same, yeah, we're, we're in the same boat, yeah, we're in the same age. I grew up in a time where the games and devices were dangerous. I mean, yes, starts with design computers, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you never thought kids are like, oh, let's throw it up in the air. It's <laughs> you know, or you remember those things? Uh, they were kabangers. It was actually looked like a bolo. It was the two two metal two rocks on a string, and you banged them up. And, and you bang them, them up and down. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how many kids got black eyes and all that? Absolutely. We rode bicycles with no helmets, no knee pads, no. no. Stuff. We crashed into things and fell. I think our heads are harder than the kids of today. But yeah, I mean, we, all all unsupervised. How about the big, <laughs> the big wheel, big wheels? I, I, I love love them. When they had the emergency oh. brake, when they had the brake on it, when you could do the spinning. <laughs> we just put down these hills, and you know, and cars coming over those couldn't see us because we're no low eyesight. Oh no! I love those. I love that time, man. I just uh, you know we we. Yeah. I, I would come home from school. You throw your books down. You know, you got look. You got in trouble for a couple things. You got in trouble for look. If you got school clothes, take your damn school clothes off and change into something else. And if you're supposed to be home at a certain time, game on. Bring your ass home at a certain oh, time. That's cool. it. But we used to get on our bikes on the weekend, and I lived up uh, on 259th in, in the Bronx. Okay. We used to drive, ride our bikes all the way down to 222nd Street. And everyone's like, oh, that's only 25, 30 blocks. I said, I said, yeah, but in New York, that's far. That's yes. You know? And we'd be in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, you know, and then it was like, oh, man, we got, we got to turn around and go back. We're not going to make it back in time. <laughs> you know? But it was uh, it was a different time. It just, you know, and I, I feel bad for my kids sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I, I went from the Bronx. And then went to college in Poughkeepsie. Okay. So I was in Poughkeepsie for four years. Did you go to Marist? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. And then I my came- uh my nephew my nephew graduated my nephew played ball at Marist. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. And then I came back, and my wife well, I met my wife in college, and we came back and we moved to uh, Belleville, New Jersey, and then we got married, and we we had the funny idea that we were going to leave children up to God. Well, God has a funny sense of humor. Oh, God loves it when you make plans. God, he loves it. We just left it up to him. Nine months <laughs> later, my daughter was born. And then, you know, then my other daughter was born like nine, ten months after that. Uh-huh. And then and then I lost one in between my, my son and my, my second. Oh, son. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, it happens, and it sucks. And, uh-huh. you know, but then my son was born. So my, my, both my daughters just graduated college, and he went in. So, and uh, you know, I'm proud of all of them. They've they've really done well for themselves. Uh-huh. And my oldest daughter, she's working for Microsoft now. Okay. My middle daughter, she's a, a property manager, like for uh, student housing down in Tampa, Florida. Okay. And my son's studying to be a software engineer with a, a second major in business. So. Okay. I wasn't the best. 
It's amazing when you see. I, I have I have two uh, I have two older kids from a, uh, from a, from a, from my first marriage, uh, and so it's amazing when you see your kids kind of like find their way. Yeah, like it's 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 interesting, you know, because I was I mean I was I was worried about my <laughs> about my kids for a second. I was you know worried that they weren't going to be able to you know fulfill you know because because I think we see our kids. I think you see your kids differently than they see themselves. And I think you look at your kid and I think you say, hey, you can do X, Y, Z. And, you know, for whatever reason, they 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 don't see that, you know, and maybe they, you know, they're not aware of it or maybe, you know, who, you know, who knows. But sometimes it takes its time. And then, you know, my son is now my son's doing his thing. He's a uh, he's a, a research. Uh, he does uh, biomedical research. Cool. He's actually been named in papers and stuff. He's been cited in papers. And stuff. Yeah. You know, and my daughter, she's she's a sound designer and now she's she's getting work. She's done some work on commercials and stuff. And so it's like, OK, well, they're they're like finding their way. And, and you kind of like like you have to like measure these two things. Like, do you like do you like hold their hand throughout the whole thing or do you kind of like let them go figure the shit out? And uh, and know that, you know what, you guys are you guys have what it takes to distinguish yourself and when they do it, you kind of say, okay, you guys got it. Yeah, well, I, I tell my kids all the time, this is, there's one thing that's going to happen in life. You're going to fail. Yes. I says, you're not going to be successful all the time. Yes. They, they look at me and they're like, well, well I said, it's like, don't look at me. I said, I failed a lot. Yes. It's like it, you have to own it. Mm -hmm. You're going to learn from it. You're going to learn what not to do again. And that's it. You know, just, you got to just move on. It's like you know, you could cry about it all you want. It's like nobody yeah. cares because everyone's been there. Everyone's been there. Everybody's got their own crap yeah. to, to deal with. Oh yeah, you know, even with a lot of the stuff in today's day and age. I mean, you know, t take the election for example. Mm -hmm. It's over. Right. It's done. It's over. Uh, is it, did did my candidate win? No, but you know, he won once. Yeah, was, we tried. Yeah, so now we get to see what these next the next guys do. But right. in business, as weird as it is, when Democrats are in power, I sell more product unless there's a disaster. Okay. So I I actually work in disaster recovery. So, oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, and you know, so after nine eleven, we were really busy. Okay. We we sold a lot of product, and it was all because of all because of nine eleven. Nine eleven. Okay started to rethink how they do things in IT. They started thinking about how, how they position data, where they put stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes, we were busy. But the, the industry kept changing. And in technology, it changes so much that you know it, at a, it gets to a point where it goes back around. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm worried about that, actually, too, because I think you and I, I think we, we had a brief uh, uh, IG chat about this. I think you and I are in some ways in the same uh, in the same field. Yeah. And it's it's like the technology is moving at such a pace. To which, like, the only thing you can almost guarantee is that there's going to be a gap. Sure. Th there's going to be a gap into what you need to do and what you're able to do. And that gap, I don't know, that that gap can become catastrophic. Oh, sure. You know, and, and just, I mean, what, one of the things that I used to have to deal with a lot was the, the, um, the compromise between security 
and access. Is that bear back again? Is that bear or cat slash? Trying to get some airflow. Oh, okay. Keeping it smoky, but it. <laughs> it's got the Viaje zombie. If you ever get a chance to find a Viaje cigar. Uh-huh. I, I like Viaje. I never had the zombie, though. Yeah, the zombie's awesome. The reason why you haven't had it is because when the store gets it in, they're gone. <laughs> you know? Probably so. No, but I, what I was saying was, uh, that was I saying? Uh, I forget what I was saying. You're going in circles. Oh yeah, we're just yeah, we're we're going in circles. And the the biggest argument I used to get into with people was uh, uh, between access and security. You you gotta you you gotta you gotta put two feet in one of those two things because that that changes everything at least in my at least in my opinion from what i've seen like like it, it, it dictates how you do everything else if if you're going to say you're going to be 100% about security then everything else down the line is going to change if you're going to be 100% about access then that means everything else down the line is is going to change you can't say we're committed to security and then say hey i'm stuck in the airport and so and so and i need to get into this secure meeting, uh, how do I do that? Well, I'm sorry, you can't because we, we, we want to make sure that certain, you know, certain access points don't get, uh, don't get, don't get uh, logged into. Yeah. Well, I worked on when the whole Sony, remember when Sony got hacked mm -hmm. and everyone was like, you know, all, they, you know, they want, oh, we want to be able to prevent that. I was like, that's okay. It's, and I told the customer flat out, I said, it's like, I said, know all about that. He says, you do. I said, oh, yeah. I said, now, I said, do you treat your employees good? It's just like, what's that have to do with it? <laughs> I said, it was an inside job. Yes. Like, she opened up a terminal. She, 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 created, she opened up a tunnel to North Korea. She locked her terminal, and she gave them full access. Mm-hmm. Now she had she had her administrator access and remote access, and she went on a two week vacation to South Korea. Ugh. Wandered across the border to North. <laughs> so I just like it's kind of hard to stop. I mean, you're going to get someone who's going to take money, and you know, and right, right. And I said, it's like, but you know, there's lots of things we can do to surround it. I said, but that goes back to access and security. Mm -hmm. It's like. I mean, back in the uh, client server days, I mean, I was a, a, a global a global administrator. I had access to, the, to every farm in every in every single data center. Okay. And I could do anything I wanted. And that's like, well, we're taking away the global admin. I was like, okay. I said, well, then I'm going to have to be an admin in every single farm. And every single farm, right. I was like, either, it's just like, well, why? I said, you want me to do my job. I still have to be able to get access to those. So you'll see me log in. You'll still see me having right. access to those access levels. And that was back when, you know, before they had trees mm -hmm. you know, in the Windows world. Is it before they had all that? You know, the trees have branches. Branches have twigs. You know? have twigs and uh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, you know, so I mean, I, I did that. I, I had that. I did that for about five or six years. I got into storage back around the late nineties. And I've been doing that ever since. And, uh, okay. I love it. I mean, I, do you really? Oh yeah. I mean, I did tape storage for almost ten years, and uh, I was I was like a worldwide guy selling tape. And, uh -huh. and everyone said, "Oh, tape is dead." I said, "Nope, not no. yet." 
It's still going. It's holds, but, yeah. It holds more data than it's imaginable. And we've gone full circle on this discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. We have. <laughs> I'm not. Usually, that's what happens. I start talking about everything. So, that's fantastic, though. Oh yeah. You're not just a one-trick pony. How to? Well, I'm. I'm, I'm going to exacerbate this. How cheap is storage now? Cheap. Really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's as we today. You know, we're selling flash, and uh, I tell everyone we're having a flash sale. It's twenty. Uh -huh. We're having a flash sale. We'll right. sell anything to you. It's just like you know, and and it's, sometimes it it scares me because I, I I remember what things cost years ago, and when I went from company to company, and I saw what you know, I went from one company to to the competitor, and I'm like, this stuff's expensive. And they look at me, what do you mean? I said, man, I'm selling stuff for an eighth of it. In our ass. I said, how the hell did you do it? It's just like, and then I started looking at the products. I said, well, they're better, and that's uh -huh. really what it was. And you know, customers had no problem paying more money for something. I said, we we would literally come in, and I tell people, I said, like, how would you like to go buy a car and get ninety percent off? They're like, that would be awesome. I said, yeah, but you don't. I says, you go into the car dealership. Here's the price. They may be able to shave you know, a couple thousand dollars, and you're happy. Mm -hmm. with that. I said, but then you come to me and ask me for ninety percent off, and they're like. They're like, I see your point. <laughs> you always say yes. I said, I don't say yes. Salespeople say yes. Mm -hmm. I say yes. I said, I'm technical sales. I'm that guy who goes around with the sales rep and makes them look smart. Mm. And that's and that's our job. I and mean, we, we have to go and you know talk about the product, how it works, the ins and outs, the speeds and feeds, and right. all the all the deep stuff. I said, but at the same time. I tell people, I said, well, here's the cost. I said, my God. I said, it's like, I said, yeah. I said, if it was up to me, you'd pay that. You'd pay. <laughs> it's right. If this was my show, you'd be on that. that. That happened once. When I first went into this whole sales game, that happened. Okay. You know, we, we laughed. But, you know, it says, and I, I it, my bosses, so the sales rep didn't come with me. They sent me there on my own. And I think if I remember back, back then, it was Aventus Pharmaceuticals. And I sold them tape libraries, and I configured it, and I did it right in front of them. Like they were amazed okay. in front of them. I said, "Like I said, here's the quote. Here's the quote." And they're like, "All right, let's do it." Really? Oh, okay. So I went back to my boss. This is like they said they want to do it. How do I get? How do I get a PO from them? It's like you don't. They said that's not your job. Job. <laughs> I said, "What did you give them?" And I showed him what I gave him. He's like, "You gave him list." I said, and they bought it? I was like, yeah. You sold them 10,000 cartridges? <laughs> and my boss was like, put me on like a high horse after that. He said, this is great. I said, you're a pure example of selling the value of the product. I was just like, okay. I said, why? Shit, we give 70% off everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that. But the customer didn't realize what, what he signed up for. And okay. Cartridges is a lot of cartridges. And it need, you need a lot of space for that. Absolutely. Well, the pallets started showing up. Mm. And the pallets were showing up. And the truck came and he emptied the whole truck. And the guy's like, he's just like, what is all this? He says, he says this is the shit you ordered. <laughs> he says, the whole truck was 5,000 cartridges. Oh, man. So we got more. 
He says, we got another truck. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, you can't take it here. That's like, but I mean, in, 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 in the long run, I think, you know, the customer, he, he burned through 10,000 cartridges in six months. I mean, it's just, wow. they, they had a lot of data. Okay. You know, and it's sad, too, because, you know, I, I dealt with a lot of customers in 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know, we had we went out to dinner on Windows on the World. Uh, okay, September tenth. Oh, yeah. We had all these guys out to dinner, and we we're in you know in the tower. We had dinner. We just closed the deal. We we're all happy. And uh, with with Marsha McLennan, and they're still a big company today. Uh, thank God. <coughs> that. But they. Uh, you know that flag. You know that that flag that has all the names on it. Mm-hmm. I, I met like twenty of them. Wow! And two guys I kept out a little later, and we had a couple of drinks. And they said, ah, "I gotta go back and get some work done." And then they went back, and then they they went home, and they decided to go in late that day. And uh, I remember getting phone calls from them like six months later saying, "Thank you." Oh my goodness! <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't understand. <clears throat> You know, in, in in many ways, so much. I mean, in many ways, so many things really did change after nine eleven. I mean, I, I I don't want to make it seem like it's a it's a. What what baffles me is that we're at a point now where so many people don't like didn't live through it, didn't live through nine eleven. Like there, there's another generation of people who now like nine eleven is this thing that happened in history. Yeah, you know, and like my my, my wife works on she works on the the Hofstra campus. And so when I'm there, you know, you, you know, you talk to kids and stuff like that. And so, and you, when you hear them talk, there's an, uh, there's like, they talk about it. Like it's like they read about it. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is like something that I actually like lived through. I was on my, I was on, I was in the car on my way to landlord tenant court when, uh, <laughs> when nine 11, when nine 11 happened. Yeah, no, my son was in the oven, as I put it. Mm. He wasn't, he, he was conceived. He was just, you know, waiting to be born. Yeah. So I told him, I was like, it's something that, you know, you just can't relate to. Yeah. Your, your sisters were alive, but they didn't know what was going on. They were babies. Right. You know, and we were just in shock. I mean, I was in, and that day I, I came home, I went to sleep, and I think I got about four and a half hours of sleep. I got in the car, drove up to Hartford, Connecticut from, from I think I was in Bloomfield, New Jersey. And I remember saying to myself, what a beautiful day this is. It was the picture-perfect fall day. Wow. And it was just, and we got up there, and we were at Fleet Bank in Hartford. And all of a sudden, you know, the alarm's going off. We're like, what's going on? And they put TVs, and we're watching it. And then they shut all the banks down. They kicked everybody out. And uh, everyone remembers where they were that day. Yeah. Almost like that. this is our Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone remembers where they were when John Kennedy Yep. But you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's life, man. It's, it's wild. It is. And you know what? There's going to be, you know, I hate saying this, but there's going to, that like catastrophic event is going to happen again. It's, it's, it's called 2020. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. We all, yeah. Experienced it. we all experienced it. The whole world through <laughs> this together. It's like, it's like, uh, I can't, I can't believe, I can't believe it's December. Yeah, no. I looked and I said, "Shit, it's December," and I'm in my mind. I'm thinking, "So is this going to be over? Are we done with this?" And I'm like, "No, nah, no. We still got some 
some stuff to deal with, but it's just, it's like 2020, please go. New Jersey's orange. That's not good. Is it really? It's orange. The whole state? The whole state. Yeah. How can, how can that be? How can the whole state be orange? I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time, but I'll tell you, it's just, it's like, you know, people need to wear masks. I said, like, I don't know where you've been. Every time they say that, I say, everywhere I go, someone's wearing a mask. Yes. As if doors have it, you can't go in anywhere. It's it's already here. You know, I've got, you know, I have a mask in my car that I wear that has a charcoal filter in it that I swap out every once in a while. I haven't mm-hmm. seen this one out, but, you know, if, uh, I, you know, I have so many different masks. I have my badass Cigar Life mask. You have a badass Cigar Life mask? I have, too. Do you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ads on um, Instagram for Vistaprint. Okay. Yeah. I bought into it. <laughs> oh! Right? That's awesome. Yeah. And I wear the I wear the white one when I need to. And then, but I got to go, you have to match your clothing. So here's my black. I got you. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. But uh, they said, well, people are like, oh, that's not a two-ply mask. I says, you are correct. So I wear this, this giant thing. And then I put the Badass Cigar Life mask over it. <sighs> Now I'm more protected than you. But, but, yeah, I know. See, I, I just, it, it, you know, I get in trouble when I say this, like to, 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 my, um, to my liberal friends. I'm, I'm using air quotes when I, when I, when I do that, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like look, we're, we're adults. Yeah. Everybody can make up their own mind for themselves what they need to do to protect themselves, protect them, their families. And most people do, you know, like if you're, if you're somebody who's, who's the sickly, or if you're taking care of your, you know, you know, your, your elderly mom and dad and stuff like that, your reaction is going to be different than somebody who's like 30 and single, sure. you know? And so we need to allow people to do that. And the only way we can do that is if we have, number one, honest information, which sometimes we don't seem to get. No. We don't seem to get honest information all the time, you know, especially from our our, our Lord. Uh, me and my brother on my on our Two Bros podcast, we talk, we, we say, uh, we call him Lord Cuomo. Yeah. He's, he's Lord Cuomo. Lord Cuomo, and we put a picture up. I, I'm trying to get my brother to make a T-shirt. If you remember Shrek, Lord Farquaad, <laughs> we're trying to get, we're trying to. We're trying to get that and get Lord Farquaad put with Cuomo's face on it. And, but he's scared we're going to get in trouble. And I'm like, ah, come on, let's fucking just do it. It's, it's, well, they had down, remember down the shore when we, you know, years and years ago, they had a, people collecting money to assassinate the the uh, the governor. You know, and they were in like, Jersey, in Jersey, like on the shore. They were. They were when was this? I don't remember. It was, it was some beach town. It was funny, and I was sitting there. Everyone's like. You're really raising money? Nah, we're giving it to the Red Cross. It's all good. But <laughs> so we, you know, we, we get more money when we put this. When we say that, <laughs> so I don't want to help people. I want to kill the governor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People were dumping twenties in the jar, but you know, back then it was no big deal. No one ever thought twice about it. But that goes that same comment. Nowadays, people talking about you know doing that to the president. I can't even say the word because I was raised right. bring ill will. I was like, and no one does anything. I was like, well, you know, we're they're just joking. I'm like, 
How do you know? <laughs> I said, yeah, I mean, that, that, that didn't sound like a joke. Who's going to go out there and try it? So, we, we, we get my, my brother and I, when we do, when we do our podcast, we get in so much, we get so much crap from people because when we talk about politics, the one thing that we want to, to make sure that we get is, you know, get, get the truth. Get, get, can we get this streamline of, of whatever the truth is and then let everything else fall where they may. I am not a, by any, nor is my brother a, a Trump supporter, but a lot of the things that have been put on his feet are bullshit. Oh, yeah. And so when we say that's bullshit, we get called Trump supporters <laughs> all the time. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But if, if we're going to, you know, look, I don't like him. You know, look, it's, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have a drink with him. You know, that type of thing, you know, but I think a lot of the things that have been like attributed to him are ridiculous. You know, and if you're going to and if you're going to attribute those things to him, then you have to attribute them to previous administrations who kind of like did the same thing in some regard, sure. which we don't want to do. We don't want to do that. So it's it's like, well, we're kind of being I mean, we're. we're we're the suckers. We're the problem. Yeah. You know, I he's laugh. not. He's not the problem. I, I do laugh when they bring up. You know, you know, he put people in cages on the border. As it's like, yes, he put them in the cage. Yeah, but who built it. Yeah, who built the cage? <laughs> who, who built the cage? Who built the cage? And who built the cage? And who? And who? Twenty twenty. With that being said, I also supported Perot. And if people remember. Oh. That didn't end well. It didn't end well, but doesn't he make so much sense now? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. what he says, what he said then, make so much damn sense now? Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. He was a businessman. Yes. You know who wanted to run the country like a business. Now, have we maybe experienced that before? They would. This wouldn't have happened now, but you know, it is what it is. But that was that presidential election. That was the best vice presidential debate of all time. And mm -hmm. no people don't remember it. And I told us it's like, it's just, it was Gore and Admiral Stockdale. Yes. And they're like, who's Admiral Stockdale? Said, well, Admiral Stockdale was deaf. He said, he had it. <laughs> and in the middle of the debate, he shut it off. And they're, like, and they're calling him, and they're like, Admiral admiral and people are like waving at him and he takes the hearing it out of his pocket turns it back on puts it back in puts it i just couldn't put up with any more of his bullshit <laughs> that's my candidate <laughs> oh but it was classic and for the time you know everyone was like shocked <laughs> oh but i mean there were so many great poss possibilities for candidates over the years um there was I want to say, I I wish his name escaping me. Uh, the other black general who was with uh, uh, Colin Powell, yeah, would have been. I think would have been excellent. <clears throat> I think he would have been excellent. I think he also he um, he actually grew up in the same neighborhood I grew up in in uh, in South Jamaica Queens off of uh, off of uh, like Hollis Avenue. Yeah, I think he would have been a phenomenal president, and then they put him into a role that just wasn't him. Yeah, you know. Well, and and they put him, and they tried to. Apparently, he's the guy who said, 
who who told the president say hey look you know what if we do this thing if we if we do this go into iran thing you kind of like buy the whole thing yeah. you can't like you can't like carve out the piece that you want for yourself uh and take it no you kind of like get the whole thing and he was and just like what we talked about like ross perot and ross perot was saying no there's there's a, this huge sucking sound that's going to come you know, and it became true, and that became that became true as well. You know, we bought the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. So, I mean, this is it is what it is. It is what it is. That's why we fucking smoke cigars. Yeah, we do every. That's why I do it every day. And I, I do it. Places with people on a daily basis. Oh man, I tell you, it's it's. Uh, I I gotta thank COVID. In many ways, because I did, I had no idea. I had no. First of all, I had no idea how many cigars existed. <laughs> I just, I like, I knew there were other, you know, boutique cigars and and stuff like that. I, I like cut my teeth when I was in the military. On the East Coast, you just, say it again. They're not here. Yeah, I've tried. I've looked. You know, no. I've driven. I've taken the drive from from New York, <clears throat> Florida, and back, and I've looked for certain stuff, and they're just not here. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's some that are just not not available to anybody else. No, and, and and people are now starting to like create like like people are getting access to um, to manufacturers and people are getting access to rollers and stuff. And so they don't they don't need you know they don't you know the big names are, are not. I don't know the, the, those guys. I think in many ways those guys are going to be going away. Like I, I don't even I can't recall. I don't. I don't think I've had a Cuban cigar. Oh well, if you didn't have a Cuban cigar back in the '90s, then don't bother with the ones now. Yeah, you know the ones back in the '90s, and it were they were physically different. And I know because I smoked them. Okay. Like they burned black. Really? The yeah, ash was black. black. Wow. And you you when you smoked one, everyone around you was stoned. I mean, it was powerful, and I sat there and I'm like, I can't. These are amazing. I just, and then nothing really ever came close. I found some, mm -hmm. and as the years went on, they kept telling us they're they're over over. They're not doing uh, proper planting in their fields. They're not, you know, doing crop rotation. The the tobacco's not, you know, coming up to a point. Right. Like, but the big thing with the tobacco is that Cuba is a volcanic island. Mm -hmm. The soil is volcanic. It's all volcanic, right? That's what made the cigars so wonderful. So when Macanudo was being was grown in Jamaica, and they were processed in Jamaica, and it was Jamaican tobacco, those things were amazing. You know, out of this world, amazing. Mm -hmm. So, but. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Have I'm, you ever, I'm out here all the time. Uh huh. And tonight is creepy. Is it really? I have all the lights on in the car, so I can't see outside the car. Oh, that's probably why. It's a. It's all good. It's just like I'm gonna like open the garage door and then go in that way. <laughs> have you ever been? Uh, have you ever uh, been uh, outside the country? Grab it. Grab a few cigars outside of uh, outside of the continental U.S. Yeah, I go on. I like to go on cruises. Mm -hmm. And um, I was actually supposed to go on a, a, a 25th anniversary cruise in February. Okay. They've now canceled that. So again, but we have a cruise plan in July. I like to go to St. Martin. 
I'll okay. Play. I know I have a guy in St. Martin called Juggy's Place. It honestly looks like a little bodega. Um, but I met the guy, I, got, I don't even know, probably 15 years ago. At this mm -hmm. And he was just a class act. You know, the guy who knows everyone on the island. Right. Uh, to the point where I was sitting with him, my wife came over, and he looks at her and he's like, Go to this, go down the block, go to the jewelry store, just tell them your husband's sitting with Juggy and they'll take care of you. So she goes in, she's looking at stuff, and they're like, Is this gonna have, no, I'm just looking at, oh, let, let, let me try some things. Look, my husband's sitting with Juggy and he told me to come here. Juggy told you to come here. He puts on like five, he, he try, tries on like four or five emerald rings. Uh huh. He's like, oh, I don't know what I want. I really can't buy anything without talking to my husband. She said, just go there. Just go. It's just like, I can't walk. You're going to Juggy? No problem. You Just go. So she wow. Hands like under her sleeves. And she's like, which ring do you like? I said, what you do, Rob? <laughs> oh, my God. We got to get back on the boat. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I just, the guy told me to let you pick. It's like, and I looked at him. He says, it's okay. Don't worry about it. So she, I said, I picked the ring. She goes back. We get back on the boat. Says, "How much was the ring?" She says, 60 bucks." I oh. said, "Get out of here!" She's like, "Yeah, they had a price on it for 400 <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" You have to thank Juggy. <laughs> I got to remember that St. Martin Juggy. I got to remember that if we go on another cruise again. It's a great place. It, there's a little shawarma shack right across the alley, and you can't find him. He's literally there's the Roman only Roman Catholic church in St. Martin, and you go around the Roman Catholic church. And if you're on the beach side, you actually would have to walk through a restaurant and walk out their back door. And okay. Alley. And to the right is Chucky's place. Oh, isn't it? But isn't it the best places, though? It really is. And I Aren't those the best places? So he's, he's Indian. And uh -huh. he's been there forever. And he's just literally a saint. Uh, uh, I'm happy to call him a friend. But it's funny. He's known by so many famous people. Really? Like, I've run into people here and there, like on the cruise ships and that sort mm -hmm. of stuff. And you know, people like seeing me smoking. It's just, oh, do you, you've, been, you've been to Juggy's place? This is actually, he's a friend. He's like, oh, he's a great friend of mine, blah, blah, blah. And then you know, all of a sudden, you, you know, you have these conversations, you know. But it, he just, he's just known throughout the world. And uh, it's nice to meet people like that. And, yeah. You know, thanks to cigars. Thanks to cigars. There. And, you know, I bought some from him. But, I mean, I'm, I, again, a box of Cubans, five hundred dollars. I, I got a problem with that. And, yes, you know. But th there was one place in um, Grand Cayman, and it was years ago. I think it changed. It's changed hands since then. But a place called Churchill Cigars. It was in Grand Cayman, and I first time I went there was in 1996, and I bought Cubans from there, and they were out of this world. And I hadn't gone. I went back ten years later, and I walked in the door, and I only went there once. I walked in the door. The guy looked up from the counter. He must have had an idyllic memory because he looked at me and says, hello, Ms. hello, Mr. Right. <laughs> How are you? And I'm just like, wow. I said, do you want the same cigar you got last time? I'm like, do you remember what do I Do you remember? Because I don't remember. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But uh, it was just, you know, and, yeah. So the Cubans back then were different. And now oh, the, they don't burn that way. They don't. They don't look that way. And I have. I found a couple. I've always tried. I tried to convince a group of guys to lease some land in Hawaii, 
I was like, Hawaii, okay. Oh, yeah, because it's a volcanic island. Volcanic, volcanic island, okay. And grow tobacco there. But they have, they have a lot of restrictions against it. They'll allow coffee and stuff. They didn't want tobacco. They don't want tobacco, really? Yeah, there's a problem. I mean, so how can you get better? You're on a volcanic island in a perfect climate for it. It's just like, and you're in the States. All right. You know, now so you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You could have made a Cuban-like tobacco on a, on a volcanic, on volcanic soil. So the Must next have had the share of bad experiences Washington, then. Washington State. You know, Say it again? The next place to go would be Washington State. Around or anywhere around Mount St. Helens. About Mount St. Helens, yeah. I got people. That, that might be an idea. Maybe that might be an idea. I got friends in uh, in the state of Washington. Yeah, but you, you'd have to grow. You, you only have a certain time. You have a certain limited time to grow because it's so damn cold. So, but you know that's it is what it is. I uh, oh. this this has been awesome. I, I've enjoyed talking to you. And I, I really have, man. I, I far away. So, say it again. I'm not too far away. So no, you're you're uh, what? Up calms down, you know, a little bit. Uh huh. Things open up again. We get together. We have to go absolutely. Out. I really hope that happens. Yeah. I really hope that happens. Once uh, once uh, once Lord Cuomo says it's okay. Yeah. Well, Comrade Murphy and Lord Cuomo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll all get together. They probably all have a dinner right now. Oh sure. Yeah. Sure. They can do that. Well, they can. Yeah. It's amazing how like we we're always like catching like. Uh, uh, political figures, especially in California. California's screwed. I just this like they might as well secede from the union. It's it's that place is going to be a freaking hellhole. I'm not happy about a lot of stuff that goes on. My business holds their conventions out there. Okay, and it says like, well, it's in San Francisco. I says, have fun. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I've been to San Francisco when it was beautiful. I think. I look at it now. I'm like, no way. I don't want to be there. And so cool. they, 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 I said it was like the homeless Olympics when they were trying to go to the convention center. Move your stuff to Vegas. They, we did it in Vegas. But Vegas was too expensive. Was it really? Yeah, you, get, you can get San Francisco cheap now. Well, uh, uh, yes, but you know you're going to have a string of homeless people. Like, you know. now Vegas is always wild. If they have more of a problem getting people to the events once they're in Vegas. In Vegas, really? Oh God, yeah. Getting people to Vegas? No, no. They can get them to Vegas. They can get them out to dinner, but they can't get them to go to the event. Oh. <laughs> they start going to the event and they hear the slot machines, so they uh -huh. they start, you know, and all of a sudden they're not there anymore. No, all of a sudden, yeah. Yeah, no. That makes sense. Yeah, but, but you know, back to where we started. Instagram has been a lot of fun. I met a lot of people. And I've run into a lot of crazy people and a lot of really cool people. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I whenever I'm traveling, I tell people I'm traveling. I'm looking for a lounge. People are like, hey, I've been following you for like four years. We should get together for a smoke. And I'm like, sure. And like, really? I was like, yeah. Why not? You're and, a little celebrity, man. You got some celebrity to you. I uh, I don't know about that. I mean, there, you are, there are people who make comments and stuff, and I, and I I appreciate it. But you know, like I said. I smoke my cigar. You want to follow me? Great. Uh huh. But there's always people like, "Hey, you're lighting that wrong." Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Just, just <laughs> knock it off. Just. And, and I, I can't. I like, I kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> they come back and say, "You, you, 
you unfollowed me. You, you, you took me actually. I said, yeah, I took you out. I said, you, you said stuff I didn't like. I said, let's go. Well, I get 1,300 followers. I'm like you know, five away. Every group, every group has their snobs. Yeah. Unfortunately. I, I mean, you know, and it's not my role. It's my wife's role. I says like, I can't follow women at all. At all? Well, it depends. It okay. has cigar related specifically, and all they post on their page is cigars, and that's mm -hmm. fine. Uh, but if they're in a bikini holding a cigar, that's not allowed. Okay. All right. You know, if their page is private, that's out too. That's not allowed. Because okay. And I abide to the rule. It makes her happy. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. It's like, but at the same time, I go through my, my follower feed, and if it's crap, you're out. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Trying to get me to buy Bitcoin and all this other. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, yeah, I get, it. I get a few of those. Forwards my name to somebody else, and I'm like, "Who are you?" No, out. Gotta you know? go. And I just block people fast because you know, and you have to. Yeah. But I mean, I was on the West Side Highway one night, uh, driving home, and uh, I was bumper to bumper traffic. Mm -hmm. And I, this guy I follow, City Cigar Life, and uh, he's funny as hell. I love him. Victor is. A buddy, and uh, I said, "Where are you?" I'm. I'm. Give me that. It's in Spanish Harlem. I'm coming. Mm. I said, "Right now, I, I am on my way. I am getting out of this traffic. I need to. I just need to clear my head. I need to smoke a cigar and relax." And I literally met him on a street corner, Spanish Harlem. I drove up, got out of the car. He looked at my headliner. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. And we 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 shot the shit and we laughed. And a couple months later, it was his birthday, and I drove back down. At, and I went, met him. I met him for his birthday at a, at a cigar lounge, and um, he gave me a lot of the marketing ideas, like okay, branding on my jacket uh -huh. and all that stuff. And I was just like, and he's a cool dude. Mm -hmm. He had created a whole nother page that's like linked to him. It's funny as hell. It's just you know, Spanish on crack. You know, <laughs> <laughs> jail or Facebook jail like once a month. Uh -huh. And it's it's funny. It's like, out of jail again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. I think it's the Don Benice News Network. It's it's that's awesome. Hysterical. But there was another guy on there. He's got he's a big big guy, cigar boss man. And a lot of people follow him. He's got you know close to twenty thousand followers. Okay. And um, he's been doing it pretty much as long as I have. But you know he again people follow him and people, right yeah but uh he's a police officer up in uh, you know the buffalo new york region okay but he smokes cigars every day he does it a really well sculptured post and you know it's it's he doesn't talk about stuff he occasionally gets on in there but i i you know i i saw him post something in florida and i you know i direct message him i say yeah i'm down here in florida too he's oh it's just stop by it's okay where are you <laughs> So it's like, it's, well, it says I'm at my at my camper right now. It says like, I says you're driving north. He says like, it says yeah, I'll I'll stop by. So I, I showed up in a trailer park, you know, and you know I wasn't really too scared because you know he's a detective. He's a nice guy. Right. I mean, I, it says like my father was a cop. I have nothing but respect for police officers. But we sat, we shot the shit, and we just laughed our asses off, and it was so much fun. That's awesome, bro. So we posted a picture together. He posted on his page, and it got flagged on mine. People were like, "Dude, you met the boss man." I'm like, 
<laughs> I met a celebrity, you know. Woo! Yeah. Th yep. Does um uh does your wife smoke? No. 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 She she'll she'll smoke a cigar, but she she puts me to shame because she'll she'll inhale it and blow it out her nose. Oh. I because she she was a cigarette smoker, you know, before I met her, and uh, that was a. Another mistake, you know, we make tons of mistakes with our wives. Mistake that I made that I'll never live down. You know, and I told her I didn't like kissing women who smoke because it's like sticking your tongue in an ashtray. Mm -hmm. well, there you go. That's it. I uh, I just can't live it down. If, what are you gonna do? Wrong. You know, I'm willing to admit my mistakes when they happen. Uh, no, I love her to death. She's she's my anchor. She's my my everything. She's, she's the reason why I can do what I do. You know, uh -huh. I just like to meet people and talk to people, and it's funny. If you met me in two thousand, okay, nineteen ninety nine, okay, I was a completely different person. I was an, I was an introvert. I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't do any of this stuff, and. In 2001, my wife and I went on a cruise. With mm -hmm. And I needed this vacation. I just wanted it so bad. Mm -hmm. And we, the two people we went with were such sticks in the mud. They didn't, want, they didn't want to talk. They whined about everything. And I saw this group of people across the dance floor. We were in like this event, you mm -hmm. know. Because we were like, this is like our second cruise, so we were at like a special cruise event, whatever. It was. Right. It's just another reason for them to give you free booze. And Absolutely. And champagne and, and, you know, cocktail francs, but whatever it was. And I took at my wife and I said, I love you. I can't sit with them. Mm -hmm. I'm going those people over there. They look like <laughs> this was like day one. So I walked over and I said, Would you mind if I joined you for the rest of the cruise? Because you guys look like you're having a lot of fun. And my wife was like jaw dropped because that wasn't me. Uh -huh. And after that cruise, it was like a, something like clicked. And I changed jobs. I went, into, I went into sales, you know, and everything just changed from there on out. And now I, then all of a sudden I was able to just sit and talk to people. Yeah. Not if you're wearing a suit. I don't care if you're a different nationality, race, whatever. I love you for being people. Mm -hmm. And that's me. And I mean, I was down, I was in Brooklyn and uh, I wanted to go to a cigar bar. And uh, I was just over the, we were doing a conference just over the Brooklyn Bridge in one of the hotels. And the cigar bar was, I don't know, 15 blocks away. Okay. Uh, but I didn't care. I walked, you know, you know, tall, tall white guy smoking a cigar, walking. <laughs> and everyone's looking at me like, I'm nuts. I said, it's fine. But I ended up at Diamante Cigar Lounge. Okay. Cool place. Looks like a speakeasy kind of place. Y yes. Really cool place. It was nobody. I've seen Diamante's, yes. Yeah. But there was this one guy there. His name was uh, Kirk Quinlan. And uh, I met him, and he's just a cool cat. And, and he's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a tailor. I make suits. And he showed me all the suits. I said, like, damn. It's just like, said, they're beautiful. And he, I was like, so I, I went and looked them up online. I can't afford. It. I mean, I admit that. I mean, uh -huh. pay for a suit, and I'd love for him to make me a suit, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'd have to go down alone to get the suit. <laughs> but the, the, the man is so talented, and um, 
he has a, it's a black owned business in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just, just classy, classy stuff. And uh, it was just, it was just cool to meet him. You know, it was just, right. those are the type of people you just run into out of the blue in this. And uh, it's just, you run, you run into celebrities. And uh, what I tell people, if you run into a celebrity in a cigar lounge, don't treat them like one. Yeah. Just treat them like you would treat anybody. Treat like you treat anybody else, you know. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I, I ran into a couple people like that, and you don't make a big deal about it. You just laugh, shoot the shit, you know. But uh, that's it. That's this life, man. It is this life. It is this life. I, I look. You you were what you were you were born and raised in the in the in the Bronx. Yeah. Every once in a while, you throw some music on your clips, and I can tell you just like it, it's always uh. Like something like from Cypress Hill or something like that. I'm like, all right, this 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 guy like. <laughs> yeah, Instagram takes a while to catch up to me. They keep flagging those posts. Do they really? Well, yeah, unless you use their clip where you, you can't hear my voice and it marks them out. You know, they do it with reels now and, and these other. Oh, things. okay. Uh, yeah, I got one. To, I got one the other day. They they flagged another clip. Sony Music. Said you're using their music without their permission. I'm like, oh, stop, go away. Yeah, but for, like for what? Like you're using their music for what? Yeah, I said like anything, people are like, hey, what's that song? <laughs> you know? Yeah, if anything, right? If anything, like you've drawn more attention to it. I think so. You know, and unless Instagram is writing you a check, what are you like? What are you upset about? No, I know, and I and I see the like some some people like it's like, well, there's music in the background. You have the rights to it. You have to write on your page. I don't have the rights to this music. It's like it was playing in the background. It's just like it's like a lot of the Spanish music. It, it, I've, more people with videos of, of music in the background. It's not their fault. It's just there. It's just there. Yeah. You know. But I mean, it is what it is. That's, that's yeah. why I, I cut all the music out so that my posts don't keep getting deleted. Right. You know, but for a while, I was just posting me driving, listening to the music, smoking a cigar. Yeah. How many miles you got on your damn car, by the way? Well, this one is, I haven't crashed yet, so. <laughs> that happened in my previous one, Smokey 1.0. <laughs> I, I drove, a, I used to drive a Hyundai Sonata Hybrid. Okay. It was great. I, I almost had 100,000 miles on it, and I rear-ended a Dodge Ram. Ah. It went, you know, but it went right, right over the airbag sensor. So the airbags didn't deploy. Airbags didn't deploy. Oh Jesus! The hood and into the hybrid engine, and that, that was it. And it was sad. Now I'm driving a 2016 Dodge Charger. Okay. Because my wife said, "Please don't buy a hybrid again. Don't buy no more. <laughs> don't <laughs> no buy, more hybrids. Buy a car that looks like you know that's badass." Right. Well, yes. So I, well, I came home in this thing, and she's like, "Now that's a car." There you go. <laughs> yeah. That's a man I have with testosterone in him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't have a lot of money. I mean, I, don't, I really don't have far to go uh, anymore. Uh, if things change, I will be. But I was putting, a, I, I was easily doing 120,000 miles a year. Okay. All right. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I noticed by your post, like, you, you go between, and I know you said you like you're on the border, but you're between, uh, you're between uh, uh, Jersey, New York, and, and and Pennsylvania, and all the time. And and then there was a couple times uh, when you went uh, when you went uh, back home for a bit to, to catch up with some people in the Bronx. And I was like, "Yo, this dude is like, like getting around." Yeah, I drive. 
it doesn't bother me. Uh -huh. No, I used to cover accounts out in um, on the ass end of Long Island. I mean, I okay. didn't at that point. I didn't know there was an end to the LIE. There was an end. Yes, it stops. And yes. I'm, and I'm looking at him. I think I still got a half hour to go. Where am I going? <laughs> I covered all the hospitals on Long Island when I worked for EMC. Say it again. I worked for EMC years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, and I, I, I covered all the hospitals out on Long Island. Oh, wow. I only had hospitals that had no money. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know how that's possible. That, 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 that's another political discussion. That's just, just yeah. Yeah, they're all broke. Like In, in Brooklyn, you have, like, uh, Kings. Kings County, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty much like Mount Olympus. Yes. So gorgeous marble. I had the hospital across the street. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have money to clean the place. Oh man. Yeah, and that and that's really what it was. It was always every every hospital I'd go up. I said, "That can't be our hospital." No, no, ours is over there. Said, yeah. It's no, yeah, that's that figures. Yeah. It figured that's what it is. Yeah, but it, no, it's and then and it, but it was it was fun, you know. But I did a lot of miles, and everyone would always ask me, "Well, how many cigar trip is it?" I was like, "On the way to you, it was two. Mm -hmm. On the way home, it's going to be five. Wow! Well, because it's, it's, they keep you there until you know you have lunch with the customer, and then you know you're, you're all of a sudden you're done, and and then it, it goes, uh, you know, as well. Let's talk some more. Well, now it's three thirty, and I gotta go. I gotta try and make it over the uh, the outer bridge, some of the whatever I've been Whitestone Bridge. Whitestone before five o'clock. That ain't gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. No. If you're leaving that that spot at three thirty, no, that's I not gonna meet, happen. I would meet them like we have an eight o'clock meeting. He said, "Well, let's have a meeting at eight o'clock." I said, "Oh, okay." Because <laughs> I, mean, I could get up at four, hit the road at four thirty, get across the bridge to get out to Long Island. I show up. I'm like, ah, we have to push it back an hour. Oh, thank you. This is so so nice of you. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. We out yeah, we got to cancel the meeting today. Yeah, appreciate the input. Appreciate yeah, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I wouldn't buy cigars in New York. I mean, I live on the border of Pennsylvania. I mean, honestly, yeah, I, yeah. Why would you you yeah. you be paying double the price if if you bought them in New York? Yeah, in some you case. know. Um, but the three lounges, I well, now four because they just added this one. I go to Mister and Miss Cigar in Milford, Pennsylvania. Yes, and I've I seen go, that. Yeah, I go to Middletown Cigar Lounge. Uh, Middletown, New York, and that's my hangout. I have a locker. Yeah, it seems to be you have a locker there. I have a locker there, and I have a locker in Milford too. But do you really have two? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I kind of keep it there as a sympathy because you know I was really my first lounge that I. Uh -huh. um, I don't really don't know why I keep it anymore. But, uh, I I like the guy, and he right. almost, I, he almost died in January of. Oh. And, yeah. No, he he wasn't feeling well. And uh, he went home. He, he had like some acid reflux. He kept taking stuff. His wife took his blood pressure. His blood pressure was like sixty over forty. It was like, oh. yeah, it was low. She's like, we're taking him to the hospital. Sure enough, he had uh, an embolism. That goodness was, gracious! And they caught it. But he thank had, goodness for that. But he was like, you know, he was shut down for a couple. His wife was running the store like half hours uh -huh. for a while, and then eventually he came back. But the week he came back, everything shut down for COVID. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
after that, to think of it, you have more time to rest. Yeah. But uh, I mean, he's a nice guy to me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, but uh, sometimes, <laughs> and it's it's uh, you know, is he he's a, he knows his stuff. Uh-huh. He has a lot of cigars. Um, he doesn't carry the stuff that I really like right now. Okay. I buy all my CIOs from him. Okay. Because he has them, I get a good price for it, and I buy them. See that that that's a line that like really really is a, a tremendously impressive. Like the the CAO line, there is no there is no miss in any one of those lines. The the, the only one I haven't had I haven't had the apparently uh, the vision. There's a CAO vision. I haven't had that one. Tell me, you you're giving a big smirk. You're giving a big. Well, there's another guy on Instagram. He posted. a a picture of the vision. Uh-huh. His name is Jamar Cigar. Okay. Uh, his his full name is Jamar Newsom. He was uh, I, 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 I I'm gonna say it wrong. He's gonna kill me. He was either a wide receiver or a running back in the NFL. Okay. I, I'm not a big sports fan, so no, no. And I would all, not. I, that, that's totally antithetical no. to what I thought about you. I know. No. No. Not at all. Okay. Real gamer at heart. And, uh, and I didn't raise my kids to want to like sports. I said, I watch the Super Bowl. I'll watch football when I'm at a lounge. Uh-huh. I understand the game. I, I, I get it. You know, just, but I'm a Jets fan. Okay. So, oh, well. <laughs> but I'm a fan and I, admit, <sighs> you know, and it, that's, that's what that I heard. I accept the fact that they suck. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it, it, it goes beyond sucking. It's for a record this year. We go get it now. Now they have to lose. It goes like beyond sucking. Like when you, when they, did you see the last um, uh, post conference game conference with the head coach? No. Where they asked, they asked, so they asked the head coach, the press asked the head coach, say, hey, um, so uh, how have the uh, play calling duties, you know, you, you said that so and so, your offensive coordinator was doing all the play calling. Uh, and he said, yeah, he's doing all the play calling. And then they said, okay, but we were watching him. He didn't do anything. He wasn't. You could physically see he's not calling the plays. And then the head coach says, well, I do some things on third downs. Okay, that's not what you just said. You just said something. It's a joke. No. It's a joke. And I'm an oddity. I'm a Yankee fan and a New York Jets fan. Oh, Jets. So it's 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 a weird thing, and I'm like, I'm sympathetic towards the Jets, and I'm like, I want them to get it right, but it's like this is, like, I'm watching because it's like a clown show sort of thing. I love the New Jersey Giants. They're, they're in the New York <laughs> Jets. You know, they don't have a stadium in New York anymore. They don't. No. Name. I'm sorry. No. You can call them the New York Giants. You can call them the New York Jets. I hate that. We 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 really should have like tried to. They wanted to. They should have put it in Queens. They should. They should have put it in Queens. They had the space to do it, and it would have worked in Queens. But for some reason, no. I think uh, Bloomberg was the mayor at the time. They wanted to do it over uh, the west side of Manhattan. I saw a double game. I saw it was a New York Met game and a New York Jet game. Okay. Like a double feature. And they, they came out and they swapped the fields. It was uh-huh. wild to see. But it was the New York Jets versus the Houston Oilers at Shea. How long ago was this? A long time ago. Okay. Where I can't even remember. Because you said Shea, so. Shea, yeah. <laughs> you know, 
But um, no, it was it was wild, man. I just, but you know, I, I watched the game. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. You know, it was what it was. You know, I just my I I, mean, I grew up with my mom and my okay. grandparents, and yeah, they were Yankees fans, and I was a Mets fan. So every time the Yankees won, my grandfather bought me a jacket. <laughs> And the Mets won, and I bought him a jacket. That was my only only place to pay. You know, but you know, it, it's just I, sports to me. I, I mean, like I said, I enjoy them. You know, I, yeah. I watch. You know, I can't watch basketball. I just don't enjoy the sport. You know, gotcha. The sport I uh-huh. did as a kid. I used to watch the Celtics and the Lakers and the Bulls, mm-hmm. and I, I loved it. It was fun to watch. I don't know. As I got older, I just—it's too much. Just grew, moved away. That's, that's no. It's too much time. I have yeah. other things I want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Was, and my brother-in-law is like, you know, sports fanatic. You know, I just and he knows. I just don't even bother talking to me about it. Yeah. That's the Super Bowl, World Series, maybe. Yeah. You know, if it's on at the lounge, I'll watch it. Uh huh. You know, but uh, no, it's just—I don't know. It's just something that. Never really caught my fans. Never caught your days? Nah. No. I don't know. Cigars, video games. Yeah. You want to talk about video games? I talk that all day. Is that, I can't I can't talk video games, so I just... and I quote movies so much that my friends think I'm crazy. Yeah, what kind of movies? Oh, everything. I like it all. Romantic comedies. Uh-huh. You know, I'll watch romance. That doesn't bother me. I say I love disaster movies. They're my absolute favorites. But I'll start quoting stuff out of the blue. And if people like movie, I'm like, uh-huh. As you know which one? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start. It's, it's December now. I'm going to start my uh, my uh, my campaign because I have to remind people that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. It is a damn Christmas movie. Oh, Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Christmas gift. It's a <laughs> Christmas gift. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Movie, any <clears throat> one and two were both Christmas movies. Yes, you're yes. Yeah, yes. yes. Two, I I really don't like two. I mean, it was cool, but it was just it was corny as hell. It's corny. It, it's three. It, three, I think, was one of my favorites. No, I really. I, I liked three. I liked the whole New York thing. I I loved I loved everything he did. He had to do. You know, it's just. Kept calling him Hey Zeus, Hey Zeus, Hey Zeus, Zeus, Zeus. Yeah, I, I just don't, I just don't like when you when you tamper with shit. I just like it. it it's it was, uh, off, but it was off. It's just like there's scenes where like they're driving on the Taconic, and and it's like that's not the Taconic. Wait, 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 wait. dude, that's another thing that bothers the shit out of me. I hate fake New York. Yes. I it pisses me off when hey, this is in New York and this is supposed to be a subway in New York. I'm like, "No, it's not. That's not a subway." No. You why are you lying to me and telling me that this is New York? I hate I hate fake New York. Yeah, no. It pisses me off. Yeah. And maybe that's the like the the New Yorker in me, but I'm like, "No, if you're going to tell me this is New York, then goddamn it, I need to see I need to see New York." My wife was a big fan of uh, of uh, there was a series on called uh, I think it was called Smash or something like that. It was a uh, it was about a, a 
bunch of people trying to make it on Broadway or something like that. And I'd catch a couple episodes. And there was one episode in which they had this huge opening. You know, there was a huge opening. It was a tremendous success. And uh, everybody left the theater and uh, talking about what they're going to do afterwards. And it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And it's 1 o'clock in the morning, Broadway, Midtown Manhattan, and the streets are empty. No. Exactly. And that's the first thing I said. I said, babe, this is bullshit. (laughs) You mean to tell me I'm supposed to believe that in Midtown Manhattan, Broadway, a show that opened that was a success, and it's like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and this street is freaking empty? Not Times Square. No. I said no. No. I can't. No. Can't can't buy it. Sorry. This is bullshit. Now it is. (laughs) Well, yeah, today, but... No, but then, you know, there's been times I've got not on theater nights. Yeah, you know, theater nights they're packed like crazy. But there were some nights because I worked in the building. I worked in Two Pen Plaza, which okay, above Madison Square Garden. All right, above Madison. Okay, yeah, but we, you know, there were times that we get back from customer meetings 11, 12 o'clock at night, and the streets were empty. I mean, just yeah, empty. it's weird. It looks apocalyptic, man. It does at night sometimes, and it's it, creepy. You know, it's, it's creepy. It's like it's yeah. like. Like, yeah, I don't even know what to think about it. Because there's nobody there, you can get zip in and out. But uh, now. I don't know what to, I, I'm. I'm scared that that New York is going to become well, the five bar, well, Manhattan is going to become what it was in, like in the 70s. I hope not. Like I, this, like this thing where because now you get into a point of okay, well, who can afford to be there now? Who can? I mean, if you don't have tourists and people passing by and coming in through how how are you going to pay your your rent how are you going to pay your nut you know we went down to the village at the end of october my sister-in-law likes to eat at this one restaurant uh one if by land one if by land two if i see you know, okay like to eat for her birthday and we go mm-hmm. but this year i'm we're driving through the streets and i was so disgusted i said graffiti everywhere and people are just standing like it's no big deal i'm like it is a big deal I said, we got rid of this shit. Yeah. I said, they, yeah. just happy about it? I said, I'm sorry. This is your community. I would be, if that happened to me, honestly, God, if I lived down there, I'd be outside with the damn brush and soap. I said, I'd be cleaning those damn buildings. You would think, yeah. You would think at some point you'd have to take responsibility for, for the place where you live. I mean, we, you know, we, we, we make Giuliani a joke, and, I, and, and now he is. Now he is. Now he is, but at the t- at, at that time, he was needed for New York. Then. He cleaned up a lot of shit, and and uh, you know, to be fair, he you know he kind of took shit to it to an extreme in which okay, maybe he went a little too far in in, in some areas. Not Times Square. Well, I, I remember okay. where you know when we were in our teens, man, it was hookers and drug addicts, and it was it was it was rough. Ah. I grant you that, but there was, but there was also times in which, like you know, dudes were like, like shot because they got a traffic ticket and, and stuff like that. And and Giuliani would said, okay, well, the, you know, hey, you know, they were justified and stuff like that. You know, the, the stuff like that yeah. is what I'm talking about. But as far as like the change, no, the change is it was desirable because it made it a, a livable place. I have a lot of friends. Cigar lounges for cops in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. Now. And I do not envy them. They they are not allowed to do anything. 
It's it's scary. It's sad. Told at roll call every day. And Say it again. That they're they are told at roll call every day. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. That it says okay. Let's go over the rules. Ugh. We do not go lights and sirens. I says you get a call, you drive. You if there's a stoplight, you stop. If there's a stop sign, I don't want to see any of this California stop shit where you mm-hmm. run through it. No, you stop. I say, and when you, you get to the scene, you get there. I says, like, and you take the statement. I say, and then if it's a crime, you hand it over to the detectives and they will take care of it. The guy was telling me, he said, Mark, we showed up at this one place. He said, he just got robbed. I says, like, and he's like, can you give me a description of the suspect? And he's like, they said, I'm going to have to give you a description. He's right there. Oh. But can you give me a description of the suspect? Ah. Oh, but he's right there. I understand that, sir, but I'm not allowed to chase him. I said, like, I'm not allowed. To not allowed to chase. So not he's not allowed to confront us, the suspect? Not allowed. He says, he's laughing at you. He's like, I understand that. I said, can you give me a Holy description? shit. I, I takes out his phone, takes a picture of him, and says, here. Write your own description. He's right here. It's like he said. It was so. I'm so disgusted. He's like, I can't wait to retire. It's like it's just sad. He's like, he were also. They're also told if you go to a scene, as like, and there's shooting going on. I says, wait till they run out of bullets because they will. Wow. Go in and assess the situation. Make sure that keep the civilians out of the way and make sure no one gets hurt. But it should wait till the shooting stops. You know, it. it it's. it's that's and so sad. Get rid of the plainclothes officers because it's not fair to the criminals that they don't know they're cops. That's sad. It's it's That's it's cool. it's so sad. You know, my, my dad was a my dad was a he was he was a he was a Port Authority police officer. And one of the things that uh, that well, one of the things that I've come to realize now. And even me being a okay, you're looking at me. I'm a whatever you want to call me, black, African American, whatever. Uh, I'm one of those. You're human. I'm human. Thank you. You're welcome. People in in poor communities have pretty much made it clear what they want. They want more police. Yes. They want more police, and they want police to distinguish between. I don't know if you remember it, like. You grew up in the Bronx, and so maybe you remember this time. There was a time where they had community policing. Sure. And I thought it was awesome because you had a certain group of police officers who knew that, okay, you know, Mark was a good kid, but, you know, he got in a little trouble every once in a while. These This group of people, they were fine, but they were all right. I don't know who the hell this is, so if they start some shit, I'm going to ask them you know, some questions. And they basically understood the community in which that they were around. They policed the community they lived in. And, and you yeah. know, they knew that the, the overwhelming majority of people in these communities are, are just good, you know, hardworking people. You know, they're good. They're hardworking people. They want to they be able to take uh, They want another issue I have. Nobody seems to understand that, like, people want to put their kids in, in better schools. You know, so we don't want to, we don't want to support that. We don't want to, we don't want to support people in poor communities being able to say, okay, well, look, this, 
this school is the shitty school. I want to put my kid in this school, which is a better school, but we don't want that. At least, at least not here in New York. I don't know. I don't know what it is in everywhere else, but in New York, it's a problem. In, no, in, to, in New York, they won't let you do that. I went to PS 81 in the Bronx. And then for uh, junior high school, I went to PS 141. But high school, everyone went to Kennedy. Kennedy High School, okay. I didn't want to go to Kennedy. Yeah. I was terrified of Kennedy. Yes. Everyone was terrified. Everyone was. I Listen, I lived in Queens. I knew I knew what Kennedy was. Yeah. We didn't want to go. I didn't want to go to Kennedy. I begged. I begged my parents, please put me anywhere but Kennedy. That's like, and I ended up going to Fordham Prep in the Bronx. How I got Ooh. in, I couldn't tell you how I got in. You know, because I wasn't a good, I wasn't a great student. I mean, I have a lot of, you know, we we call them learning disabilities now. And it's like, but I'm fifty percent deaf. Okay. So I can't hear anything out of this ear. So that caused me to do a lot of, you know, turning yeah. that sort of stuff. I don't bother buying earbuds that hold two ears. I only use one. So Just use one. <laughs> that, that's all I got. But uh, no, but you know, but I, I mean, I managed to get through it. I mean, we started off with three hundred kids. We only graduated ninety. You know, it was it was wacky. You know, mm -hmm. but I've never been through something like that, and it, it it woke me up. You know, I had Jesuit education, and my family worked hard to put me through it, and I, I was happy for it. Right. I put my kids through Catholic school for that same reason. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was against it. I mean, I, I went through public school for most of my life. I said, why not? Shouldn't they? But, you know, it was good. It was good for my kids. And I'm, they they made it through and they did what they had to do. But the way it's, things are now, I mean, I have friends who are public school teachers and they're just telling me it's just like, it's a shit show. Mark. I don't even, I, I have a, um, I now have a, a two and a half year old son. And, uh, by the way, uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm 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 scared to death as about what the, the choices are going to be for schools. Like like I am no way putting him in uh, a, a public school right now. No, I don't even listen. I don't even want him going to college now. The way some of this crap is going, I'm like, look, you're going to be a plumber, and uh, you know that that's going to be it. Because even even colleges now, like some of the crap that like they teach in colleges. It's it's absolutely freaking ridiculous. Like yeah, I, I, my son's going to RIT up in Rochester. Well, he's, but but that's technical school. Well, no, well, no, it's it's IT. You know, it's and it's and if you know he's going for software engineering mm -hmm. and that sort of stuff, and that's awesome. But like I tell people all the time, it says I I told him before he went to college, are you sure you want to do this? I says there's lots of other things you can do. Mm -hmm. I says you want to do a trade, you want to do anything like that, you can. I mean. You can, right? Like you make a lot of money doing it too, right? You will come home dirty every night. You will, you will break your ass every day. I said, but my dad had a security business in New York, you know, and he ran it, and he's still doing it today. And you know, he makes a lot of money, and he's a very happy man. He does what he needs to do. That's my family owns a hardware store in the Bronx, and you know that's what they do. Right? It's just you do what you want. That's well, we discourage that. Uh, a long time ago, and and in, in, in schools like yep. we would, like if you remember, like you, you and I are relatively the same age, so maybe we maybe you remember when you were in school, they used to have these posters up that would say, uh, "Hey, uh, don't work hard, work smart." Yeah, and and it would be like a guy, like you know, all greased up and stuff like that, compared to a guy in a, in a business suit and, <laughs> and and looking clean. 
And that was around the same time that they started cutting, you know, they started cutting, you know, auto, auto mechanics out of schools and, and they cut sports out of schools and they cut carpentry out of schools and they cut, they cut all of this stuff and basically said, hey, look, if you're, you know, if you want to be something, you'd go to college and, yep. you'd, and you'd, learn, you'd learn liberal arts. Yeah, they got rid of the trade schools. Yeah, and, and all the trades were, were, were gone. To a point now where like the I think like the average tradesman is like 51 years old or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I know some kids who came out that became plumbers. Yeah, they follow family businesses. And they made money and they, yeah. get paid, they get paid. Very yeah. You know, I know I hire a plumber. They said because I can't work on I, I refuse to work on stuff that flows water. <laughs> I'm never going to hear the end of it. Uh huh. Guy, I mean, my whole house is plastic pipes. I mean, just like it's a different, it's a different, you know, they, they use this stuff called PEX and it flows all throughout the house. And sometimes they crack, mm -hmm. you know, and they have to replace it. And the guy did it. He was done in, in like an hour and it was $500. And I'm like, Ooh. okay, that's just, I'll cut you a check. Electricity. <laughs> <Like, laughs> You know, I've done my fair share of electrical work. Uh -huh. When it goes wrong, it goes bad. It goes bad, yes. What it do you goes... mean you have it the wrong way? What do you mean the wires are crossed? Yeah. And, and A and B and A and B. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> how do you get crossed in the first damn place? <laughs> the electricity, yeah, I shut it off. I said, how the hell did you get electrocuted? I was sweating. <laughs> I was scared to death to put this thing in. <laughs> Yo, you, you 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 talked about you have uh you have um two you got two um cigar lounges to which you have uh, memberships to which you got lockers to. Yeah. And then you definitely have your cigars in there. Are you do you have a uh do you drink when you go to these cigar lounges? Do you have any like choice uh choice liquor that you got put in there? Yeah, I ha I drink Blanton bourbon. Oh. What yeah. do you Okay, stop. That's my favorite. I can't find Blanton's bourbon. Oh, I, I buy it. I can buy it all the time. It's right Where? Here. Pennsylvania. God damn it. Yep. Yep. Okay, I'm DMing you after this because I need some Blanton's, but I can't find I can't find it out here in New York. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know it's here. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's just wonderful. Oh, my God. It's, it's absolutely my favorite. I was thinking today if you were going to ask me that. I said, Blanton's my number one. Um. My num my number one cheap one, I I just love I, I, I love Jim Beam. I'm sorry. I mean people make fun of me. I was like, I love Jim Beam white label, twenty dollars bottle. I'm fine with it. Take a gander at do this. Evan Williams. Yeah. The Evan Williams bottle and bond. Yeah. I just discovered that like a couple weeks ago. It, it it's 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 in that same wheelhouse, like the twenty the twenty buck range. But it's it's absolutely it's no and basil Hayden is also a delicious bourbon and that's not that's relatively inexpensive too. It is inexpensive. Yeah. But it, but it, but I mean if you can get if you can get Blanton's. Yeah. On a, on the regular. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that's a shame. You need to be yeah you need yeah, to, you need to be yeah no. Yeah, I'm, D I'm DMing you after this. I'm giving you my address. I need to know. I need to know where I'm going to get the damn Blanton's from. So, yeah, so it's it's Blanton's. Yes. Jim Beam. Uh, I do like Basil Hayden. Uh, 
it's not. I mean, I don't drink it that often, but if if, if bar has it, that's something I'll take. Mm-hmm. Michter's makes a fabulous bourbon. Michter's is lovely. Yes, and they make a great rye too, which yes. I have to like. But rye's tough. You know, you do need that water back after you drink that rye. <laughs> well, rye let you know it's there. I don't drink as much anymore as I used to. No, uh, no. I, I the older we get, your bodies decide they don't want anything your body tells you yeah and uh i used to be a huge beer drinker i mean i grew up in a, in a, in a pretty much surrounded by irish bars in new york uh, yeah i used to drink guinness like it was going out of style and i'm um, i'm there with you bro and uh and beer makes you fat fast yeah it's, <laughs> it's like and my favorite beer is pbr oh past oh my god yes yeah so last Thanksgiving, I cracked open a PPR, not this one, the 2019. I took a drink, and five seconds later, I felt my entire mouth tingle and my throat shake. <laughs> I said, what's the matter? I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, shit. I said, it can't be the beer. I drink this stuff all the time. So we put it down. I went outside. I had a cigar. I felt fine again. and. So I went inside and I took I, I put a little bit in my mouth, my whole mouth tingled. I saw maybe maybe something happened. So a couple days go by, I take another one, I crack another one open. My wife's looking at me, I go to take a sip, sure enough again. Oh no. Ah. So then I said maybe it's just the beer. So I tried a different beer. Every single one made my throat close. I had I was having an allergic reaction to the beer. Wow. I, this sucks. I know it's a completely different type of beer. And then, nope. Nope. And, it says, and if I can swallow it, it does something to my, my digestive system. Really? Yeah. And so it's like, ah, fuck it. I'll stick to bourbon. You know? It says, but then I really don't. I mean, I don't like to drink alone because I, I just, it's not for me. I mean, I, I drinking is a social thing. Yeah. Uh, so now I've pretty much limited myself to drinking only when I'm on vacation. Okay. All right. I drink from eight o'clock in the morning until one o'clock in the morning. You know, and then. But if okay, so now you you've made two interesting statements. Like you only drink when you're on vacation. Yeah. And you can get Blanton's any goddamn time you feel like it. <laughs> so I'm having a I'm having an issue with that. Yeah. No. It is, it is a wonderful <laughs> bourbon. I, I I take it to the lounge with me. Yeah. Know, I share. You know, because I do. And That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, we drink, and like, this is really good. I said, it is. It, it's, it's supposed to be. Good. It better be good. Forty dollars a bottle, and they're like, how much? How much are you paying for a bottle? About hundred forty dollars a bottle. A buck forty. Okay. Yeah, that's what it Jeez. is. It's expensive. That's yeah, expensive. no, but but still, I mean, you but but you but you have it, so. Yeah, I think my I looked at the label the other day. I think the batch is from 2014. Okay. You know, again. You know, you don't pour a lot of it. You don't drink a lot of it. Right. I had an incident. <laughs> I'll never let my brother-in-law live it down. He came over for Thanksgiving. He said, you got blue. I says, yes, I do. I have Johnny Walker blue. He says, it's not even open. I says, no, it's not. <laughs> On purpose, right. <laughs> have some. I says, sure, you could have some. So he drank some. And then the next day we had a party at the house. The guy's like, oh, man, you have blue. I'm like, yes, I do. I said, well, everyone's so excited about this. It's a wonderful whiskey. I yes. It. It's very nice. I was like, it's expensive, and I don't drink it because right. 
the same thing. I don't buy fifty dollars cigars. That's like so. Long story short, my friends who came over to the house drank all my top shelf stuff. <laughs> so I said to them afterwards, I says like, you know, I said, oh, we had such a great time at your house. Says, I'm sure you did. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yeah. I didn't say anything. I said, like, you know, they heard they, their wives heard me talking about it, and they're like, did you drink all his top shelf? They're like. Oh, yeah, I guess we did. <gasps> the next time they showed up, they every time they showed up at my house, they brought something new. Oh, that's awesome. I said, well, that's very nice. Thank you very much. I take it. I put it away. So that was a sacrifice. Yeah, I, I keep putting them away. Well, I think my brother-in-law drank an entire bottle of blue when he was at my house. And I just Jesus. And I go to his house, and he ain't got nothing but bottom shelf. I said, oh, well, see, that, yeah, that's, that's just wrong. It, it is what it is. That's just poor etiquette. I'm not a big drinker, and like I said, I... I I used to drink a lot more than I did. Yeah. I fully stock bar. You know, I have uh, rums from all over the world, but I can't drink rum. You I can't drink rum? I love rum. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I can only drink rum if I'm handcuffed to my wife. Oh, okay. I get very flirty. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, my daughter see me at the bar. I said, what are you drinking? I says, rum and coke? I said, you can't go anywhere. I said, you gave him, don't ever give him rum again on this trip. So rum makes you flirty. Yeah. My That's wife, awesome. I said, no rum for you. <laughs> but I'm a happy drunk, you know, and, and that's and that's a good thing. Uh-huh. So even if I'm hammered, I says, I, I, I can do my thing. But yes, I used to get, when I used to get drunk, like I said to you earlier, I was like, all of a sudden, someone would ask me an IT question. Uh-huh. And they would just sit there, and their eyes are open. My wife comes running over, and like after about half an hour, because I haven't shut up. It's like, and she says, "That's like I'm so sorry." Says, no, 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 let him go. Really? I'm learning something. Keep here. going. That's right. Like, no, I'm taking notes. He won't stop. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh shit! I did it all for IT before I got to where I am now. Uh-huh. I was a bench technician. I was a field service guy. Uh-huh. No, I did. It says when I I left field service, and I was like, "Why'd you Why'd you get such a great job? You 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 were making promotions. You were getting this. Why'd you quit?" And I looked at him and said, "I hated rocks in my shoes." Yeah, uh, I said, like, "I said like, you wouldn't understand unless you." I was walked. talking about yeah. I said, like, "In Jersey City back then, was all like empty lots, drive uh, parking lots, parking lots and stuff." Yeah, all rocks. Mm-hmm. And I was always stopping, dumping the rocks out of my shoes. And I said, this sucks. I was like, I hate walking from place to place, driving from place to place. And I had an incident in Newark where I couldn't find a parking spot. I had to get into the Prudential Center. I've had to park my truck on the street. And back then, we were doing tel- a lot of telco work. Okay. And I had a truck, a van filled with, like, every one of these modems were like $15,000, 20000 <sighs> And you were in Newark. And I didn't think. And I went inside, I did my work, and I come out, and the passenger door is open. Yeah. I said, and the back sliding door was wide open. And I get down to the van, and I'm like, huh. I said, and sure enough, there are my keys in the cup holder. Oh. In the cup holder. Gone for an hour and a half. And I'm like, 
and they could have just fucking, someone could have just taken this truck. So I'm closing up the truck. I'm about to get in, about to leave. The guy, guy comes over. He knocks on the glass. I look over at him, and it's like, he goes, 5-0. And I'm like, yeah, you caught me. <laughs> it's like, is it, you think we're going to fall for that shit? <laughs> I was like, hey, look, we tried, man. Nah, we're not going to fall for that. <laughs> He's just walking away, and I'm like, whoo, whoo, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I was just like, wow. I said, you guys, I want to say that you could have walked away with half a million dollars. You could have, yeah, exactly. I think, you could have yeah. paid for your kids' college with this stuff. Yeah. Because it was all, it's all t like high end communication. High end communication stuff, right. Yeah, no one would even know what to do with a DAP. They wouldn't even know what a DAP was, you know. But it was a, what we used to use on ISDN lines to do communications. And, oh, ISDN, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. You want to go back? It's just what, it, remember, ISDN was the hot shit. I mean, it was fast. It was the hot shit, but at, at, but at, at the same time, as it progressed, there were some places that were still like stuck in ISDN. I mean, I, I just, I, I had I had a lot of international um, uh, people that I was communicating with, and they would only do stuff on ISDN. It was simple. It was two wires, blue and white. Yes, it was. <laughs> you know, and it, and it became like one. Of, so I'm having this like you know, hey, look, we're having this really high level security meeting. We need your we need your uh, connection info, and they would give it these ISDN lines, and it was like, bro, I, I don't know if we can like test these lines anymore not this you know i mean like like now you can't like if you have if, if the only thing you have and there's some places internationally that only do isdn yeah. and they do it for security reasons and you know i mean okay yes it's more secure but it's more secure because nobody gives a shit about isdn so it's really secure now you know so um yeah it was one of those things where like look if you're doing isdn but we we're hanging back then in the 90s, we were hanging satellite dishes for communications. Mm -hmm. The bat that was the best way to do it. Right. I remember when my wife my wife was pregnant. She was like eight eight months pregnant, and I got a phone call, and I was literally on a ladder, tethered to my partner who was in the hallway, tethered to the banister, on the roof of one exchange place, hanging a satellite dish, going. Is that good? And he's like, is that good? And it goes to the guy downstairs and says, no, go right. Uh, how's that? It's perfect. Don't move. Bolt it in place. <laughs> on the roof of this building, the winds in Jersey City are insane. Yes. So I'm on this ladder. And we're literally harnessed to each other. God forbid I fell off. At least he'd be able to catch me. Mm -hmm. But we did this without question. You know, there were no safety protocols other than the rope <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just like what's your safety protocol we got a rope oh but the stuff we used to do back then like you know i remember the old hubs were simple it was just a hub it wasn't a switch right. with anything complex it was a hub so well, i had a hub break in the middle of trading day and i didn't have i was waiting for a replacement i actually took the hub apart and rewired the cable rewired the inside of the hub so that it would it would start working again and everyone's like it's perfect everything's running good don't touch it i'm like okay i said gotta replace it nope you can't replace it just leave this was for morgan stanley that's just like okay fine 
So I literally put it back together. My boss says, we got the hub, but you're going to, no, they don't want it replaced. Hey, no. This, I rewired it. Is you can do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I did it. But I did it. <laughs> the wire was fried. I physically saw it. It was, it was melted. I said, so I, I, I literally, I, I put an alligator clip on both connections and rewired it. I just, I hooked, I hooked the port back up and everything came back up and that was it. And I walked out. Wow. <laughs> you know, but you know, nowadays everything just throw out and start over. You know, but this this was this was back in the heyday. We used to sit in telco closets mm -hmm. with Bell Atlantic back then, and it'd be like I said, put a loop on the demark, you know, so the demarcation point. The demarcation point, right? Let's put a loop on it, and I used to have to take wires and clamp them into the into the twenty one X blocks, and you know, and, and wire it so they would get the signal back, and uh, you know, it would take time. So I created a, a device that would create an auto, an, an instant loop. I took, you know, you, I don't remember the, on the 21X blocks, it was this little white device that used to be able to plug in and you could plug a phone into it so you could start talking. Okay. It was really cool. Well, I, again, rewired it as a loop. So I'd just be able to punch it in. It's okay, loop's on. You couldn't have done it that fast. Trust me, it's on. Try, test it. And goes says, yeah, it's there. How the hell did you do with that fast? Well, I made this device. It says, dude, do you know how much money you could be making off of that? Bah, who the hell's going to buy And at that time, I didn't even think like that. You didn't think like that, right? No, but they're right. I could have made money. Could have, yes. You know, but I I didn't question. I didn't think about it. It's, ah, it's too simple. What the hell's going to pay? What are you going to pay for this? A dollar? And back then, everything was like a dollar. You know, that's. And we didn't think about microtransactions and how we could make millions of dollars with that sort of stuff. Right, right. Like a bunch of a bunch of like twenty cent transactions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah whoever thought of making a video game and all of a sudden, just, oh, you need more, you need more lives. Oh, it's a, it's ninety nine cents. No one questions spending ninety. No one questions spending ninety nine cents. Yep. Spent like five thousand dollars and no one realized you did it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, that's the life. That is the life. We've gotten so far away from freaking cigars, bro. We did. That's okay. No, but that's awesome. We'll have cigars in the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I'm, 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 I'm complex. I, 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 I'm not just cigars. I, you, you're a person that, like, and anytime like, people try to relegate you to like one or two different things, you know, that's no. You're, you're a person, so. Whenever I look, the, the I had a huge, I had a huge laugh when uh, I posted something on Instagram about uh, I was making a I was making a, a sauce and I gave it uh, and I let my son taste it and so I was recording it and I just like was playing around and say hey you know taking these muscles like yeah and you know and he did his little thing and then you know you chimed in and he said yeah everybody's a fucking critic and. <laughs> <laughs> because we're we're not we're not these like monolithic things that just I'm 52 you're 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 40 plus you know we, we have a we got a we, we there's a life lived behind us there's a ton of life ahead of us oh yeah you know I, I mean I, I listen I, I I was at a point in my life one time in which I thought that I was gonna be done like at 40 plus years old. I know. went psychic 
back in the, the Renaissance Fair when I was 17. And she said, you're lucky you make it past 21. And she said, and that'll be, I said, uh-uh, I ain't paying you for that. <laughs> you die soon. I'm out. What the hell with you? Cast? No, I ain't giving you my cast. Uh, nothing for that comment. <laughs> oh, with that, here's a, here's a prophecy. You're not getting paid. Oh, man. <laughs> it's cool, man. But I, I, but I think, I, I think I, you know, I think you're the exemplification of what life is. And of what life can be, and it's and it and it and it can be easy, and it can be and it can be smooth, and it can be what you want. Yes, you got to put your time in. It ain't nobody else's business what what uh, what time you put into it. Uh, I think we're kind of silly if we think that this is all you are, like some dude who just like drives around and, and smokes cigars. If 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 you think that's it, okay, well then then you yourself haven't lived a life because you know. You know, this may be what ten percent of uh, of <laughs> of what your life is. You no. know, if that. Yeah, my wife, my wife, and my family are my life, and uh, and 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 I love I love meeting new people. Mm -hmm. um, I want to meet new people. I mean, yeah. I can't. There's no way one one human brain can learn everything. And, uh, can't. No room. There's no room in the world for hate. It no. really. I says like I don't see your point. Why are you so mad at it? Well, if this person has. I says so what? What they have? They worked for it, or they earned it, or they were given it. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, even the presidents. I said presidents. I said I think I said this the other day. I said presidents come and go. I says like they don't affect you. I says you may be upset with what they're doing, but really, it doesn't affect you. And especially if you're listening, watching TV, sitting at home watching them. Yeah. Now. If you don't have a job, I'm sorry. That sucks. I was like, but you'll find one if you want to. I said, if you want to just sit home and collect a check from the government, well, that's your choice. I said, but don't blame anyone but you. Right. I mean, so then with my, I said, if I ever lost a job, I said, I find I've lost jobs. As I told my kids, failure happens. Mm -hmm. I got fired. It sucks. I said, but I found a job in two days. And like, oh, that's because I said, no. It's because I took a pay cut and got a job. Right. I knew I needed it. And that meant I had to cut out of my life what things I couldn't do. Sacrifice. So I had to sacrifice. I took a $50,000 pay cut. I said, 50 G's? Because I had to. Wow. I had to take the cut. I was like, and I did it. It's like, and then, and, you know, within a year, they realized maybe this guy's this guy actually worth more money than we're paying him. And we got, I got promoted. And it, you know, and I got back to where I was. It took me a couple of years, but I did it. You know, I was I had high stature where I was at one point. I was a worldwide guy, and my ten-year-old, I love her to death. She's twenty-four now, so she'll be twenty-four in January. But when she was ten, I looked at her. I said, "What do you want to do for your tenth birthday? Anything you want. The world is yours. What do you want? Mm -hmm. Cruise? You want to do this?" That ten-year-old, she looked at me. I said, "I just want to get home more." Oh, oh! I looked at her. I'm like, I could do that, and and I had been thinking about it, but I said I'll do that, and I, I walked up to my boss and then and I, I gave him an ultimatum, and I said to him, I says, look, at the time, I was covering uh, the entire East Coast, uh, from Maine to Florida and Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Says, I was a backup to the guys in the Midwest, and I had to back up people in the West. So I would leave the house on Monday. I'd come home on Friday. But I, like my wife had said, you were still working all weekend because right. you know, your mind wasn't here. It's like, and she was right. I mean, I was ignoring my family. I was ignoring my children. And I missed, you know, missed a lot of moments that I, I can't get back. But, you know, I, I was said to him, I said, you like the life you got? I said, yeah. Like, I said, this is what we have to do. This is what we, yeah. Yeah. So. You're welcome. Yeah. You're, that's why I said, you're pretty much welcome. <laughs> I, uh, I told him, I said, look, I says I can't do this anymore. I said, I'm one guy. I mm-hmm. said, it's a lot. It's like, it's like I, I said, I'm willing to cover New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and I'll cover Philly. I said, but I can't be doing this whole, whole country anymore. I just can't do it. And he looked he didn't even take a breath. He he looked didn't even look up from his laptop, and he's like, "No." Ooh. I was like, hmm. "Okay." So I would reach into my bag, and I've dropped the letter in front of his screen. He said, "What's this?" He said, "My letter of resignation. I wish you the best." Oh, hold on! Wait a mm. minute. I said, "You had no problem just saying no. Now you want me to stop?" He's like. Oh, well, let's talk this over. It's just like for a week, they tried throwing retention bonuses at me. Oh, uh, we'll give you a $50,000 retention bonus. It, you, know, you pay 25000 every year for two years. I said, no. No. I, uh, yeah. I said, sure. If I cover New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Philly. Whoa. So it's like, I said, you're not listening. I said, I can't do this anymore. I said, I had one night, John. I tell you, I went from... I. I was in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I flew to Newark. Got out of my got in got in my car. Drove to Hartford for a meeting in the morning. Think Jeez. about it. So I'm on West Coast time. I land at Newark at one a.m. Mm-hmm. I drive up to Hartford. Plus three there. hours, right? I walked into a hotel that I've been at obviously too much because I walked in the door like out of reflex. And I walked in, and the girl looked up from the counter, and she, she called me by my last name. She said, what are you doing here? You don't have a reservation today. And I'm like, I, I need a shower, and I need to sleep for three hours. And she's like, she just gave me a key. Wow. She said she could see it. I was like a zombie. I said, and I, I went in. I had a meeting with the customer. The meeting ended after dinner at like 9 o'clock at night. I got in the car in Hartford. I got on 84, and I blinked. And all of a sudden it said, welcome to New York. Now, Hartford to the New mm. York border, it's like a couple hours. That's the, yes, that's a good 90 minutes. Yep. Todd was driving. I don't remember. The, I don't remember. Wow. The, and, I, and I knew it. After that, I said, I, I, can't, I can't do this. Anymore. Can't do this shit no more. Right. But I got home and I, I just looked at my wife and I'm like, she's like, you can, I said, no, no, no. no I, I know. I'm, I'm done. But I was young. I mean, I was... 26, 27 mm-hmm. at that time, 28. And uh, I just, you know, I was just, I was working, burning the candle at both ends and I was exhausted. And, you know, my, I, mean, I loved the work. I really enjoyed being the center of attention. Right. And it was taking his toll. I've, I, yeah, I was, I was, was taking his toll. Yeah. And did I smoke then? Yes. Yes, I can imagine. I said, it's like because I was driving so much. I needed it. I needed it to keep me awake. 
uh, I was dry, I, back then. I was smoking big butt cigars, and they what, were, this is what big butt, big butt. They're not around anymore. They're gone. <laughs> they were Honduran cigars. Okay, strong, and they were sixty. They were a weird size. It was like a sixty-five or a seventy. Jesus, six inches long, and they were just they were a jawbreaker, and I was smoking them. You know, pretty much like a uh, like a chain, chain smoker. I get to the, get it where it's almost burning my lips. I flip the other cigar on, I light it up, and then put it back in my mouth. Wow! Yeah, and it was just it was just uh, to a point where I just knew I was I was I was not going to good fast. You're not going to go fast. No, but then I changed jobs. You know, I worked in a small company for four or five years, almost six years. And uh, my daughter at that point was like 16, 17. She's like, she looked at me, and she's like. You don't love your job. It's not. I, I, so I fucking hate it. I said, this, this sucks. I said, I'm back to doing, I wasn't field work, but I was doing like installations and that sort okay. of thing, which was good for me. I mean, I got educated on it. I learned something new. I got a new skill out of it, but I just didn't love it. You didn't love it, right. So that's when I went to EMC. And uh, it was back in the sales role, back in the, you know, the, the hustle and bustle. Uh -huh. And it was, it was wild. And let's talk about an organization that knew how to sell. Uh -huh. they just, I learned so many skills from them, more personal skills, more people skills, you know, how to read a room, how to know when a person's ready to spy when they're not. Dude, when you said that, your face just changed. I loved it. When you said that, you're like, you're like your face just like turned like, like, like you can tell like it's, oh, it's I mean, like, like it's like built in your DNA. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Because it's the same thing. Like, you know, and then, you know, I was the only, I was like, there were a couple of cigar smokers in the office uh -huh. and they used to always laugh at me because everyone was a sports fanatic. And I, you know, they always laughed at me and said, the guys like, oh yeah, we had a game this weekend. Oh yeah, we had a scrimmage this week. Oh, we did this. And these guys are coming in, you know, torn ACLs, torn this, torn ankle sprain, ankle sprains. And it's a, they all look like cripples. I used to just laugh. Then I'd walk <laughs> in the room. Smelling like the cigar, <laughs> and they're like, "There's never anything wrong with you." I says, "It's the power of the leaf." It's the power of the leaf. <laughs> I'm not. Re I'm relaxed. Uh -huh. I'm stressed. This is like it's like they were having like the, the the Wall Street march. It was like the Wall Street run uh -huh. against cancer, and uh, I got on the line. Then I went, and they're like, "You're going to do this?" I says, "Yeah." I says, I can walk four miles, five miles. I have no problem. Yeah. I'm not going to run. I says, I says, there's nothing chasing me. It's my wife's motto. If there's nothing chasing me, I ain't running. I ain't running. Yeah. So it's just like, I said, but let's so you know, if something is chasing me, I'm going to push you down. There you go. <laughs> so you get caught. But I won't be the one. Yeah. But I put a cigar in my mouth and did the cancer walk. <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm not that, you know, I, my hypocrisy doesn't only goes so far. Oh, man. I'm in my mouth and I'm walking with it. And the news crew, couldn't they couldn't help themselves. Absolutely. You realize this is for lung cancer. So I don't inhale. Yeah, I don't inhale. It doesn't hit my lungs. Cigar. It hits my tongue and it goes right back out. Right. Hence the birth of the badass. But they hated it. They hated me there. For that, for that reason, because I just didn't care. Like, uh -huh. There were some meetings we'd start at 5 o'clock at night. And... It'd be 11 o'clock at night. They'd just keep going. That's just like, and they tortured us with some of this stuff. And th that was the stuff I really didn't care for. Mm -hmm. But at one point, 
it was like it was 10:30 at night and i reached into my pocket and i pulled out i don't remember what it was i pulled i pulled out one of my cubans okay i put it in my mouth i sit there and i took my cutter i clipped it and it's loud and they're looking at me i put the cigar in my mouth and i just looked at them 10:30 at night and they're like are we boring you i said no I said, but as soon as I walk out of this building, this sucker's getting lit. <laughs> I said, I can't hear you anymore. We've been here four and a half hours. Yeah. Nothing's registering. There's nothing's registering right now. I said, then they want to go out afterwards. I said, dude. I said, I got a I says Manhattan. I said, I got a two hour, an hour. If I leave now, I'll be home. It's 1030. I'll be home by midnight. Uh -huh. I said, I have to go to bed. I said, and then wake up at four thirty in the morning to come back here. Yeah, no, I, I'm done. It's just like, and you know, my manager is sitting there. So, oh, you know, you're you're not being a team player. I says, I, I'm a team player. I says, but you're pushing it. I was a team player for the first four hours we did this. Four hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, where's the food? I says, you're gonna have us here this late. There better be food. Well, they didn't have any food? No. I said, so the next meeting. They started the meeting with a sprint. Uh, and I said, okay, that uh, makes up for it. That means we're going to be here until midnight. <laughs> but, no. Jesus. Look, I talked to you ear off. Listen, dude, this has been one of the most fantastic conversations I've ever had. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. This is, uh, I, sometimes I do this and I say to myself, you know what, whenever this thing you know, whenever, you know, the COVID monster decides it, it's going to leave us, I really hope I keep in touch with this dude. I really hope I keep in touch with you, bro. Whenever oh, we're done with this, at some love. point, we're going to get together. We got to share a few sticks. We got to drop it. You got to bring some of that uh, Blanton's bourbon, though. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna hold you to that. You, you can't. Uh... You got it. I got <laughs> a bottle in my bar. Oh, God damn it. I get to tell the <laughs> Dude, thank you so much, uh, uh, Mark. I'm gonna keep it at, at uh, uh, Badass Cigar Life. You are definitely a badass. And uh, dude, I want you to finish off the way you finish off, bro. Go. Just do me a favor. Keep it smoking. Appreciate it, Mark. Thanks so much, bro. Right. Have a great night, man. All the best to you and your family. You too. Peace. so much for spending some time absolutely fantastic talking with you and i have a strange feeling it won't be the last time hopefully when all this covid stuff is done we can uh hook up get together and enjoy a few cigars at a lounge somewhere guys more about uh, cigars though a couple guys just shooting shit we probably didn't even get into some uh some detailed stuff but hey that's all for another time once again thank you mark head on over to instagram twitter facebook profile is all the same at badass cigar life like i said in the intro no bells no whistles just a dude enjoying some cigars and asking you to keep it smoky with him head on over to habanahutstation.com if you are in the new york area if you want a cigar lounge to chill at uh, this time the uh, brick and mortar cigar places really could use your help so it would be greatly appreciated it would also be greatly appreciated 
head on over to anchor.fm slash John's Lonely slash support. For as little as 99 cents a month, you can help me keep John's Lonely Podcast going to bring more cool dudes like Mark. Oh, excuse me, the badass. Back. I got a few more interviews along the way. Hope you can join me. In the meantime, I'm going to leave it at peace.